This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. What is up, guys? How are you this week? Thanks for tuning in to the WCB podcast. Uh, Just Kurt here doing the intros. Uh, I want to give a quick uh, heads up on this podcast. This one was a little different than most episodes we've done in the past, in a good way, I think. Uh cartel custom calls obviously um, especially if you see the clips and video and hear this podcast they have a different vibe and a different like way of marketing i think it's genius and it's fun and it's it's it makes for a very interesting episode so uh he has a voice filter on his voice and uh to be honest it was a bigger pain in the butt to put this podcast together from the audio quality standpoint than we thought so there could be some blips or some spots I missed in this long episode. Uh, so just a heads up. And uh, it, I, th- I think if I didn't make a disclaimer, you guys might be like, what is going on in this? But hopefully enjoy this one and find it a good change of pace <laughs> from what we normally do. But these guys are legit. They're, they're turkey fanatics. Um, and that's an understatement. These guys love and know more about turkeys than maybe anybody I've ever met in person and uh, their passion for it's just insane, you know, just, and I'm talking just from the conversations before and after this podcast. So um, when someone's in in studio, it's it's normally like we're hanging out for a whole night, you know, like before and after real late. And um, these guys are just a ton of fun. So um, if you would go in, check them out, uh, check out some of their calls, support them. I think he gave you guys a code. If I if that's wrong, then I'm going to give me one second. I think there's a code on here. Um, WCB 15 will get anyone 15% off. Um, so I'll throw that in the description. So WCB 15 will get you guys 15% off at cartel custom calls. So shout out to them for doing that for you guys and doing it in advance for the episode. So if you like these guys and you want to support them, get on there, WCB 15 and check them out. Uh, the podcast is brought to you by elite archery. I've been slinging arrows through the Omnia lately, and the thing is flying. It's a zinger, man. Um, I'm excited to hopefully run an arrow through a bear in a few weeks this spring. We're going up to Manitoba 
Doug and Eric are headed to Wyoming at Trey's Bear Camp. Um, just a heads up, if you guys are interested in doing one of these camps, we're going to be booking for the Canadian Bear Camp and Wyoming Bear Camp after this year, too. So um, uh, for the for the Wyoming Bear Camp, I think we're going to turn it into the Victory Drive Bear Camp. Victory Drive is our firearm podcast. You can check that out. It's its own show. Um, but anyway, they're going to be out there with elites trying to run uh, victory arrows through through some bears. We're going to be trying to do the same in Canada. Um, so check out Elite Archery. Look at that Omnia, the new Carbon Era. Uh, big time. It is getting real close to spring food plot season. You know, we're here right in the middle of turkey season. If you got clover plots from the years prior, you know what I'm talking about. But um, it's time to start thinking about borderline, what your spring blends are. And really laying the foundation and the mapping for any fall plots you have. Um, and you can save yourself some money. Code WCB2023 at Big Ten. Huntworth. Huntworth is awesome. We're going to be in Ohio turkey hunting, and we're going to be rocking our, all our Huntworth stuff, which we rock all the time. Um, you can use code WCB15. Save yourself some coinage on some new Huntworth gear. And now's the perfect time to start. You know, it's not cold out. If you if you're not into Huntworth gear yet, get something light, try it out, and then you'll uh, feel a little more confident with your investment when it comes to getting some of the little more expensive but still very budget friendly um, heavier 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 clothing. Uh, Scent Crusher, we man, Scent Crusher's been around a long time with us um, from room cleans to the Ozone Go Max to the closet. Um, I live out of my closet there. I put it one in my garage up on a pallet. And that's how I keep all my shit organized. Um, and I'm a very unorganized person, I think. But uh, Old Barn Taxidermy, they're in Fort Madison, Iowa. Um, so a lot of people can't get to Old Barn Taxidermy because you might be way far away in a different state, and it's not an option. Well, what is an option now is they have a new line of whitetail forms called G2 Forms. And they make them in-house. They ship. They do everything at Old Barn, Old Barn Taxidermy in Fort Madison. Um, Sam and everybody involved is basically brought this thing from the ground up and they're awesome forms and they're a little cheaper than your normal whitetail form. So you can ask your taxidermist to carry G2 forms or put your deer on a G2 form. And I think they're going to be happy with the price point and the quality. So check out old barn taxidermy, check out G2 forms, ask your taxidermist. They can get them. I promise you it's, it's damn easy. You can find them on Facebook and they can do it there. Um, Loophole optics. Uh, some exciting news. I just talked to Michael. If you guys are going to be coming to our bow shoot June 10th, Loophold is going to have a tent. The tr- their truck's going to be there. Um, there's going to be a sales rep for Loophold there at the, at the shoot, and you're going to be able to try out all the optics. So that's the big thing with optics and a lot of this stuff. You don't really know if you don't have a place to go and really mess with it outside in a real situation. We're going to have binos and spotters and range fighters and all that set up on the practice range. And when we're doing like our fun games and stuff like that. So you actually get to have some real use in a a more field like situation rather than in a, in a box store. So if you plan on coming to the shoot or you didn't plan, but now you're like, I'll go June 10th, Galesburg, Illinois, Galesburg archery club loophole to be there with the setup and you can come try some stuff out. Uh, trophy line code WCB 23, get 2310. Get yourself into some mobile hunting, saddle hunting, um, packs, all that. Trophy Line's really making everything now. Um, very, very pumped about this partnership. And we're going to be hunting with Trophy Line in Ohio here in a couple weeks for the the giveaway podcast we did. We did that big merch giveaway and the hunt giveaway. So 
Doug and I are going out with one of the winners, and the Trophy Line boys will be with the other winners. And I don't know if they're trying to make a competition out of it or not, but I think Doug is in his own head. Um, Camel Fire Man, you can get on there. Camel Fire Revolving Deals. Novix Tree Stands, you can use code WCB10 on, well, the new Raider series is out, but if the Raider series isn't for you, um, a Hilo or an Echo, um, any sticks, code WCB10 at Novix. Um, Thermosy, you've been using for the turkeys. Dialed Archery, code Working Class. Got some exciting stuff that I can't wait to roll out with Dialed um, to be announced. Victory Archery, Grizzly Coolers. Did you hear the podcast with Grizzly? Those guys are a riot. Like, who thought a, a podcast about coolers and box binds could be so much fun? And uh, that'll do it this week. So, hope you enjoy this episode. Sorry if the quality's not pinpoint perfect, but I think it was a ton of fun. And I'm just going to, I'm done rambling. And I'm going to let you guys enjoy this. So thanks for being here. Thanks for supporting what we do. And uh, also, we will be picking the winners from our trade show giveaways any day now. So look out for that online. So, all right, guys, enjoy this one. I'm Chase Rolson with Rubline Marketing. This is Jeff Lindsay. This is Michael Pitt. Hey, everybody, it's John Dudley from Knock On TV. Hey, guys, this is Jared Scheffler from Whitetail Adrenaline. Hi, I'm Taylor Drury from Drury Outdoors. Hey, this is Nick Munt from Bone Collector. Hey, this is Melissa Buckman. Working Class Bow Hunter. Working Class Bow Hunter. Working Class Bow Hunter Podcast. Working Class Bow Hunter Podcast. Working Class Bow Hunter. Working Class Bow Hunter. Working Class Bow Hunter. You're listening to the Working Class Bow Hunter. That's right. This is a podcast for Billy Joe Lunch Bucket, the working man, just like me and you. My name's Travis T. Bone Turner from the Bone Collector. Thank you for tuning in. Nobody pushes the envelope like Working Class Bow Hunter. It's really, really not that good. It is episode 567, I think, of the Working Class Bowhunter podcast. Kurt Geyer here. Eric Hammond. Doug Schmidt. Doug, you feeling okay? I feel great. You sure? Yeah. Looking good, good Doug. Thank you, guys. And in studio, I'm just going to let you introduce yourself. Mr. Cartel Calls. I'm the silence contractor, and we usually do it up. This is a new episode of Trap House. Who's your daddy? I like that. Thank you for being here. Mm. Thank you for being here. This is fun. And um, assisting the silence contractor, also in studio. Trent Snyder from Cartel Custom Calls. Good to meet you guys. Awesome to be here. Thanks for being here, man. Yeah, thanks Thanks for making the drive. You guys made the long haul Mm -hmm. all the way in from wherever Cartel is from. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah, New York, baby. (laughs) R.I.P. R.I.P. What what happened in New York? Oh, man, the turkeys just, they dying, baby. (laughs) Are they going to be dying? They're going to be dying. All right, so here's the deal. First thing, I want to just be completely honest. I was pretty drawn to cartel calls um, via the marketing. You guys are doing something that is not being done in this industry at all, especially like when you break it down to like the turkey niche of things. Um, For a dude that's into hardcore music, into rap music, into tattoos – this thing right here appeals to me. Does that make sense? I hope that comes off as a compliment and not offensive in any way. Yeah. 
Yeah, it always comes off as a compliment, man. I mean, like, we're we're trying to brand it. We're trying to make it cool. We want to relate to people that are our age, you know, but keep it, you know, hardcore at the same time, man. Like, you got to be in the character, and you got to, you just got to keep it fresh, man. We're coming out with new stuff that other companies aren't coming out with. We're coming out with graphics that other companies aren't coming out with, you know, and we're just, we're keeping it real, dude. We're keeping it real to what we are and who we are as people, and you know, we're just letting the brand take a life of its own, man. Just doing your thing. Mm-hmm. I love that because that doesn't mean that you're not ethical. I think people might think like see this and think like mischief, and I think we should just get that right off the board right away. That's not what this means. No, not at all. Not even a little bit. Because you, um, you know, just talking to you to you guys a little bit, um, both of you guys at Cartel. You guys are very. You guys, are, for our age especially, are on your way to being like real OGs of the turkey hunting game. We're not talking like this isn't just a flash in the pan, trendy thing that you guys are doing. Like you guys are lifelong rooted turkey industry hunters. Like you care about the wild turkey more than most people care about the wild turkey. So I don't know if you want to elaborate on that. I figured this would be a good thing to hit first because if people are going to see this in clips. Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, before they listen to the full audio, they if they're unfamiliar, they might think a certain way. But I want to just get this like off the off the top right now. Yeah, like it's probably gonna be one of the most in-depth, you know, cranial podcasts that you're gonna listen to. It's totally a different perspective than what a lot of the guys coming in here are bringing. You know, they're trying to save face, but I don't have to because I got a mask on. You don't even know who I am. I don't. You know, I'm that guy that you see on your state land trail camera walking by with a mask and a dead turkey over his shoulder. And you're like, right. oh, I guess that's done down there. But, you know, like, make no mistake about it. We love turkeys. We love turkey hunting. But, you know, we're just kind of sick of the sunrises and fellowships, you know. We're waking up to go turkey hunting. We're waking up to go shoot a turkey. You know, like it's just it's a simple to us. It's as simple as that. You know, like everything that goes on in this industry, you have so many people, and they're like trying to evangelize in some poem or whatever. Man, it's, I'm getting up at four in the morning to sling one over my shoulder. Yeah, no, I respect that because I feel I've been saying this a lot on podcasts about deer because, like, deer is our thing. Deer is mm-hmm. our bread and butter. You guys love your turkeys. like, mm-hmm. And I get it. Like, a lot of guys we talk to, like, they'll deer hunt, but turkey is, like, what they do. Turkey hunting is Killing what they do. Killing time in the spring. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, we are, yeah. But but it's it's not like that for everyone. I respect it. I get it, you know. But I've been saying that a lot lately on podcasts. Like, I like the methodical harvested thing. I do. There's a time and a place... I respect it. I like it, but I also like to watch fletching zip through lungs, man. Like there's, I just, I enjoy it, mm-hmm. and I feel like people are scared to say that one because when you're on national television, it might come off wrong to some people. But here, we don't really need to be that. I mean, to a point, we need to be that way. We need to be respectful. But I like watching deer die. It's fun. We like killing shit. I like killing shit, and I like eating it. And, and there, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. It's a little bold to say it that way, maybe. But I think there needs to be, to a point, an unapologetic approach to, like, really what it is why we're here right now. You know? Mm-hmm. Is that I don't, is that too harsh? Like, does that come off a weird way? You know? No, it sounded good to me, man. Like, it's really something like, yeah, you like the deer. We like the turkey. We like it all, man. We're all part of this hunting family. And really, when it yeah. comes down to it, 
we all just want to go out there and we want to sling an arrow we want to shoot our shotgun we want to have a successful hunt and that's what we're trying to do but we're trying to put it into like a little bit of a a youth swing of it like younger kids are getting sick of seeing the old school way of things and it's time to bring something else into it yeah yeah we love what we do we're doing a lot of the same that a lot of other these guys are but when we put this character of the mask and you put that into it you're really showing you know it's fun it, it doesn't have to all be serious we're out there to yeah. have fun and have a good time right? for sure and i that's i think what's so appealing to the brand so like what what like birthed this whole thing like because I, I see it. I'm like, dude, that's that's awesome. And it turns out we actually had some mutual friends that kind of made contact there. And, and but I, even before, like I've been paying attention to you guys. I'm like, those are probably some dudes we'd get along with. Oh yeah, just with the vibe. Oh, you know, yeah. I mean, I love it. I think it's fun. What birthed one the name? But like, how did this all happen? Like, where the hell do you guys start? Got sick of it. Sick Ooh, of what? Just, just got sick of it, man. Just got sick of the ego-driven, look at me, look at the deer eye shot. Like, I'm not going to bring names into it, but, like, y'all know what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay? Like, you've got these guys who are like, oh, look at this. And they walk around ATA, and they're like, oh, yeah, let me get the back eye shot. Like, cool, bro. Mm-hmm. Cool story. Tell me again. Like, we're going out there, and we're hunting. And I film for a living, right? So, like, I'm on the road. You know, the year before COVID, I filmed 6,000 inches of whitetail antler get shot in one season. Mm-hmm. I was hustling, like, added up, bud. So I was doing all that. COVID was starting to come around. I caught wind of it at NWTF through a couple guys that, like, I really trust. And, like, you know, I've been in, you know, I, I lived in Fresno's basement, you know, and I, I filmed Rob Cack. And I filmed, like, all these guys, you know, the list goes on and on. Terry Rome. Legends, and, you man. You know, yeah, spent a lot of time around them. They taught me a lot of things. Matt Moret, you know, spent a lot of time with all these guys. They're really good turkey hunter, Josh Grossmark. I mean, I could go on for days, the guys that I've filmed. And, you know, it's it's all that's great, but there's just started to be too much, you know, all these businesses that were homegrown, grassroots businesses with people that related to their customers got sold out. You know, and that's not a bad thing because when they sold them, they were under false pretext of what what that was going to be, right? Mm -hmm. And corporate America came in and they started shutting stuff down. You know, they shut down what I, you know, what I did marketing. That's the first thing to go. And then, you know, they start cutting people. They start cutting the important people. They go other places, you know, and they just muddy the brand, bro. Mm -hmm. And those. A lot of those brands are still there. They didn't die. But it's like people need that. You need to have an attachment to the brand. It's got to have legs. It's got to walk around. It's got to talk. They got to have somebody that they can relate to. And we're 10 years past when I started or 12 years past that. So now you are you have the next generation of kids coming up, you know, and you go back to like people look at it and it might be offensive. Okay, but you go back to people like Paul Butsky, dude. Turkey Thugs was in Walmart. That's a good it's point. Twenty twenty two, bud. You know things change, but you can relate to this because you know this mask. What makes it different than the mask you pull up over your face to sit against a tree and yelp one up? You know. Yeah. It's like a metaphor for that. Damn, you know? I love that more and more. Like the more you like <laughs> talk, the more I'm like. 
the marketing is so good. And it makes yeah. sense. And it makes so it much makes more sense. sense. But you, you you might not realize how much it makes sense until you, you know what I mean? There's like until you hit, think about it. Yeah, until you think about it. But that's like the be- that's the fun of well, it. Well, until you lay it yeah. out, then you're like you kinda of think about it for a second, you're like, Okay, it does make sense. But it's yeah. so fun. It is fun. Like I, I, I enjoy it. I enjoy this type of I don't know. I just enjoy things that might like pet people against the fur yeah. initially, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's the thing is like I want it to be something where you can't look away. I'm the car accident, and by the time you figure out what's happening to you, I got you. I fucking got you. Well, what's, what's you know? And I draw you in. <laughs> I draw you into my Venus flytrap. And I show you something in a way that you have never seen it before. Yeah. And I force you to think outside the box and be who you are. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of pressure in this industry. I've lived mm-hmm. through it my whole life. You know, you got to be prim and proper, this and that. Like, I got nothing against any of that. I think it's all great, man. But I grew up in New York, man. We live in the hustle and bustle, you know. And I'll be honest, like, I don't wake up and listen to Dwight Yoakam and go turkey hunting. Mm-hmm. You know, I get Hey, dude, just because we played Dwight Yoakam in the studio doesn't mean you got to keep it. I'm never going to live it down. You know, I'm going to listen to like 21 Savage okay. or something. You know, I'm going to thump, man. Yeah, yeah. Okay? And that's what it's about, dude, because I can tell you that there's – if I sit in the shop, you know, and I'll have like, you know, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80 of my buddies come through that shop, you know, and I had good days hunting with all those guys, whether it was ducks, deer, turkeys, you know, like – Whenever I was riding around them scouting, doing whatever, you know, we didn't listen to Dwight Yoakam. I we respect that. to something else, you know? Yeah. And so I'm appealing to that little, you know, I'm appealing to your dirty little secret is what it is. Because yeah. I start infiltrating and, like, you know, you're running this brand, right? Mm-hmm. And behind your back, your marketing manager's coming and he's buying my stuff. He's not even getting a discount, son. He's getting it at full retail. He's buying it. Yeah, yeah and it's showing up in your ads and stuff. And so I'm infiltrating. You know why? Because they say, that's genius. I wish I did that. I wish I would put myself out there and be true to me and not true to what the industry thinks that I should be. Yeah. Right? Yeah, no, I love it, dude. So, like, when, when did Cartel take off as a brand? Like, what? when was, like, all right, we're a full-blown brand. Like, give me, like, a timeline here. So it started, like, what? You were making turkey calls, like, Ten years ago. Ten years ago, yeah. And uh really got going with it, you know, after so long story short, I'm living in the bottom of a pole barn. I'm mm-hmm. living in this shithole apartment. I got a fat beagle, she sleeps all day, I hang out, nothing going on, single. I'm like, you know what, dude? All I do is run four read calls and they're disappearing. The only ones I buy are out of Pennsylvania through the mail from top calls. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this sucks. Started looking around on my phone on the internet shit. I'm like, I can buy this little hand press and I can start making my own shit on it. I'll I'll give it a try, you know, I'll throw yeah. a couple hundred bucks in, get Hell this hand not? press, some other shit. So I get this thing, I start making these, you know, Tyler's around, I got some other buddies with around. A, with a hammer and a two by four and stretch the latex and put the frame on your head with a two by four and you cut around it and then you got yep. a jig and the jig goes on the tape and you cut it with scissors to fit like the the horseshoe with a call. And let me tell you what, okay, you couldn't fit another dude in the bottom of that pole barn. I'm just trying to make calls for myself, man. Like, 10 calls. All of a sudden, I got 20, 30 dudes in this shithole apartment 
dude, I'll buy those from you. But so I start selling them, eight, yeah. ten bucks a piece, and I can't keep up with it. And you and know, I, I'm just in my own mindset. He's around. And He's, they came in those little. They came, you know, it came the call perfect kit, which is what it was. Mm-hmm. Came in these little like two inch by two inch clear baggies. You know, so when your call was done, you could put it in the baggie. Yeah, yeah, the baggies. We yeah. know the baggies. Clear, clear though. Clear. Yeah. No, no, no print on them. You know, and like that's the way it was for a long time. You know, you go yeah. to some of these old school guys, you get your mouth call, they come in a little baggie. Yeah, for right? sure. So yes. the hamster's on the wheel. Yeah, it's getting fun. Yeah, so, you know, I I was known around home as being a turkey killer. That was what I did. I lived to do it. So these guys come over, and they start buying all these calls. I'm like, you know, this won't go nowhere, whatever. I'm just going to go out and kill some turkeys with my own calls. It'll be cool. The next year. It'll be sick. It'll be awesome. It'll be thug. (laughs) Yeah, it'll be thug. thug. thug It's a good point. Dude, so next year I have, like, 40 messages over a month's time. Uh Uh-huh. And Tyler's sitting over there on the couch with my fat beagle, and he's watching me freaking do all the, do all this shit. Yeah. Shout out, Dolly. And eventually, he's just like, "Dude, come on, like, Let's come on, you make we were, the shit." We were, you're, you, there's a there's a stretch in there too. Like we were we were driving around the country, like hunting. 17, 18, 19, 20 states of spring <laughs> yes. with these handmade mouth calls. It, was there a name attached to this at all at the time? No, no, it was just. Snyder's shithole apartment calls. <laughs> Come get them, man. Yeah. You know, bring me, bring me a 12-pack. You can have as many as you want for eight bucks a piece or whatever. Yeah. You know? yeah, and it was like he had like a little bowl of Listerine. And so like after a while, they would all get stained like this kind of like washed out baby blue color. Yeah. Because they, he'd be like putting them in the, in the Listerine, you know, and taking them out. And it was just, it was, it, it, it wasn't like... It wasn't streamlined. It wasn't a process. It wasn't thought out. It wasn't you know, any of that. So we're, it was we're the driving. beginning of a business. What it was? Yeah, it was yeah. on a damn coffee table. One of those fold-out ones about that wide. Yeah, um, it was a TV so, tray. It was so podunk. Oh yeah, it was a TV, TV tray. dinner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, with a hammer, with a rocket hammer. It was like a what, like an eighteen-ounce finishing hammer, claw <laughs> hammer. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah it had man. this like leather brown handle that he got from his grandfather. Yeah, it's great. I got the same one. I got the same hammer. You know, I look at it every day. I'm like, oh, shoot. And I've left this hammer over at my house. And, oh, damn, I got to bring it down to him. But it's not. It's like, you know, it's just like old school hammer. But we're driving around. We're filming all this turkey footage, right? Yeah. And I'm working for all these big name guys. And so as, I'm, as like a freelance. Yeah, yeah, freelancer or hired. Like I was on salary for some of these places, you know, and I kind of bounced around. But it's so seasonal and there's you know everything was changing because everything was getting bought up that was like the that was the lit that was like the crest of the hill where everything started to sell like i know that you guys have it's like an era right yeah that era of like mom and pop outdoor industry like came to an abrupt end Mm -hmm. everybody was cashing checks okay so i'm going around and i'm like look right i i'm 24 Okay, I just I just won a uh, my first year of television production. I walk out with a golden moose for best turkey hunting. Yeah, that's awesome. Congrats, you know, badass. And I'm and I'm you know I'm a kid. I just got out of college. I didn't even go to college for film production, mind you. I went to school for biology. I got a BS in biology. Okay, like that. We're filming, right? And I'm like I'm getting hired by all these big name brands to film stuff, make photos. I'm like I know this stuff's good. Right, 
why can't I get some backing? I'm trying to sell them footage. I'm trying to, you know, do anything with it, right? Like it's branding content. That's what I specialize in. You know, shooting branding content for whatever brand it is. Mm -hmm. And it's just like this whole mentality of like, you're good enough to work for us, but we're not going to support you. We're not going to support you bettering you, right? Mm. That's where the sick of it comes from. So I went around for years, you know, somebody help me out, get off the ground, you know, start doing something. We're going out there and we're filming all this badass footage, right? Some of the best turkey content that you're ever going to see. And I probably, I'm in the top five probably of independently produced and owned turkey hunting content libraries that like a two people or a single person owned that's not like a company it's not like Drury's or avian x or anything it's like we own it yeah like i have a box of hard drives like this in the truck right and nobody wants it why because it's us and it's not you it's just like whole ego thing of guys like doesn't have their name on it yeah yeah like, we don't want to use it because it's not us, right? Yeah. So I'm like, hmm, we can't fit anybody else in this pole barn. I got a whole list of guys that we grew up hunting with that are great, and they all love us, and they've been telling us for years, like, dude, you guys can do it on your own. You know, you got the hustle. You got the knowledge. And I still, to this day, even hunting with the best, I'd put Trent up with the best turkey hunters in the country. Like, if you were to go in the woods at daybreak and come out with a dead long beard, I'd put my money on him over any of them any day, and I've hunted with just about all of them, okay? We go out, I'm lear- I learn how to film with them, and now I'm circling, I'm coming back full circle, having been there and seen that, done it, whatever. And I'm like, dude, you know what? Building a YouTube following at that point where you could monetize it because TikTok reels and Instagram reels, they weren't a thing yet, like where you could earn money. I was like, to build a YouTube following is going to take too long. So how can we monetize our footage doing stuff that we know how to do? How can we use that to make money for us, right? So we can go turkey hunting. So we went and got the equipment. I told them this. This was like right after NWTF one year, Yeah. right? I made the moves, and I got all the right equipment in there. We started thinking about a name, right? And so the, now the hamster's like... Dude, really rolling. Yeah, the triathlon. We were really thinking hard, and it had to be something good, you know? Yeah. yeah. It couldn't just be some cool-sounding name. Yeah, so it, no. it had to be a brand. brand. Yeah. It had to be the brand, man. Like, yeah, you had yeah, to be yeah, able to sell calls. it yeah. and make a shit ton of names off of that name that you were going to go with like names per cut it's and stuff totally like that. different that you can roll with forever because it's something that's a it's a social thing like that exists outside of us that people can relate to so you know there's this big drive to bring new hunters in right and it's like they come in and they see all this old guard stuff i'm gonna call it old guard stuff you know what i'm saying yeah you know and it's like you have these traditionalists and stuff like that. It's like, do you know how hard it is for somebody that's just starting out turkey hunting to walk into the woods and sit down against a tree and call it up to their gun barrel and shoot it how you want them to do it, you know, with no decoy and no blind and any of that. And, like, just expecting somebody to pick that up on their own and do it how you've been doing it since the 80s. Like, bro, come on. I couldn't do it. You know, like. No, you couldn't. It, it's hard. <laughs> 
It's yeah. hard. That's oh, yeah. like turkey hunting's hard, but there's <laughs> m- many different ways to turkey hunt, you know, and it's like we wanted something that appealed to that person. Yeah, I got you. You know, the guy that's 65, that that's all he does is he goes and sits against a tree and calls a turkey. Like, that's not our customer, so Well, well that too is like, I think people, because like, I'm, on, I'm on automatically just thinking, like, the people who throw shade on us is a little older of a of a demographic. Older generation. And, and Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But we do have a lot of guys that are in their 50s and 60s that listen that we talk yeah, to. Yeah, for are, sure. And that's, like, the most flattering. I think for me, personally, I get the most satisfaction. I'm like, fuck yeah, we tapped into the yeah. new, like, another it's generation. But it's I awesome. imagine it's the same dudes that maybe think negatively on us or the same guys that think negatively on you. But the way they should be thinking about it is you guys are ensuring that the younger crowd with maybe a little – click off one way or another interest is going to get into hunting to keep this thing around. You know, the tattooed kids, the kids with gauges, the kids who listen to hip-hop, the kids who listen to hardcore music, the kids who had other interests growing up besides just hunting. you got to keep it going, man. It's a new day and age. we got to keep them into it. we got to keep it going. And and you guys are doing that exactly with this branding and the mindset, I think. The mindset is more powerful than the branding because that keeps the branding going correct oh yeah and you can't leave any stone unturned or anything like on you have to think about the bigger picture you know and like when i'm thinking about a brand i'm thinking about what's the logo going to be how's that going to look how's that going to work up close how's it going to work far away what What color what can i do with it yeah what's the font going to be all this stuff that's all racing through my head you know and like throwing around different names and i'm like you know i've been around the block man you know i've been i've been tripping over heroin needles for four years walking to class Mm -hmm. okay you know and there's bags and condoms and everything laying on the side of the road you know and i'm walking to class every day and i was like you know what man i was like "Hmm, i'm gonna go on amazon i got an idea and I'm going to look up and I'm going to see if I can get these printed two-inch by two-inch baggies, right? Mm-hmm. They're not clear, so it completely changes your perception of what that is and what that means. You know, and it makes you feel a little bit uncomfortable, but that's a good thing. It's a little edgy. You know, it's something different. It's not the same thing over and over. You go into a retail store, all those calls on the shelf, they're punched by handful of guys it's the same thing they're all made the same way the reed stacks are the same the cuts are the same there's no variation it's just the same thing over and over and over with a different stupid strutting turkey logo on it and it's not cool yeah it's nobody can attach to it and nobody can relate i mean you you can relate to it because you're a turkey hunter but it's like dude what's what sets you apart you forget about it quick after you buy it. yeah and i was like you know what i'm gonna do this and the thing that really pisses me off is those stupid plastic call tins. You're saving 20 cents to put a, you know, instead of putting a metal one in there with the call so that the call actually stays good. Like, I get it. You want them to buy another one, right? Just charge an extra dollar for the call. Yeah. Right? And put a metal tin in there so that the customer that gets it, it stays nicer longer. You know, it doesn't get beat out by the sun. All that, you know, all these things that we think about because that's, plant material you know condoms go bad mouth calls go bad the same way it's the same material right yeah like, you remember that wouldn't know 
That's the first thing you said all night. Thank you. I've just been waiting. <laughs> About time, man. The dirty sand This truck. mask has changed Doug's personality. <laughs> on, dude. Point. I just feel like I don't want to talk in this thing. <laughs> <laughs> Is that even Doug under there? Yeah. Hey, Doug. I should have had a mouth call in the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to trying to blow two small frames at the same time don't work. I keep bud. sucking in your arm. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, dude! No, never heard that one before, have you? <laughs> Everywhere. Oh, he just picked it out of his teeth. Oh, Doug. Oh man. So we wanted to just make sure that you know the branding was tight and everything, and like. So we went down to the Harrisburg Great Outdoor Show, you know, and that place is turning into a flea market, so it wasn't great for much inspiration. You know, a lot of the corporates cut all the people that mattered out of going there anymore. Yep. Okay, so we come up out of there, right? We're driving home, and I'm listening to him and our buddy Ryan and our buddy Mike, and they're they're giving me crap the whole time, right? <laughs> I'm like, mm. Yeah, okay. we were pretty bad. We were yeah. messing with them pretty bad. Giving yeah. you crap about what? Yeah. They're like, the name. The name. We had all the equipment. I had materials. I started an experiment with reed stacks, getting the thicknesses and the cuts dialed in and the color schemes, you know, because that's all important, right? It's yeah. just like any small thing, you know, it's like meticulous. How does it all work together? How's it? How's it appeal to you, you know? Like, because I know it, it's good, but I want you to look at it next to everything else and I want you to be intrigued by what that is yeah, right just yeah. like the calls right like how they're engraved around the side yeah. like that's on purpose because i want you to look at that and i want you to be like man i wonder what that feels like because as soon as you pick that up and run it you're gonna buy it it's that good mm -hmm. all i gotta do is get you to pick it up right and once i got you to pick it up then you're hooked on phonics okay so what can i do to get this you know up and running yeah and I'm sitting there, and I'm taking a dump, dude. I'm powering out a big one like my forearm. And I'm, I yell, I yell, right? I yell across Door the Door is open, and he yells through the house from the shitter. He's like, I, I got, got it. it. I got, got it, man. man. I was like, what do you got? He's like, cartel, dude. Just think about it. And he goes like that when he walks in. He's like, just think about it. The Post Malone. I thought about it. <laughs> just think about it. I thought about it for like 10 fucking minutes. Like, just thought about it. I was like, all right. I was like, dude, I would go with that. Yeah, because it's there's fucking unlimited names that you can go off of with that. Yeah. Right. You it's can really it's do never you ending. Yeah. Never stops. I was like, dude, it's cartel. I'm going with it. Watch any documentary. We shook hands. It was like, dude, we're doing names. it. Shit on it. Yeah. I love it. And so for, like, the first two years, I'm sitting in there, and I'm making calls, right? And, like, I just, dude, I'm on a steady stream, just a daily dose, like, 16 hours a day of Vice News. Like, everything I can come up with, different masks, like, all this stuff. And I'm like, dude, this is the, pe this is the stuff people go home and they watch. That's, like, think about what you go home and watch, dude. Like, what do you go home and watch? Okay, like Midwest White Tail, stuff like that. We're going to say it because we're in the hunting industry. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but really, we go home and watch Narcos, Dahmer, you know, it's like drugs, sex, and money. Yeah, yeah. Or that's murder. What, or, <laughs> yeah. That's what sells in America. Dude, you know what? It's funny. Like, it is, Genius. it is, uh, it's vice vibed for sure. Yeah. Like, I see that now that you say that. Like, I always said this too, like, uh, you know, Chip, you watch Chip City's, like, edits and stuff. I always thought, like, skateboard influence yeah it is exactly it was so different that you couldn't once you started you couldn't change the channel yeah right they're running in there you know throwing a turkey in the bed they're shooting 
carp out of a ground line and stuff, dude. Like, that's so pimp. You're up till midnight because you're so hooked and you got to get up at <laughs> three. Oh, yeah. The fucking carp out of the Can't ground line and four foot yeah, of water. Yeah, they yeah, over there, dude. Yeah. He, he farts in them. the breathe tube. Like, come on, dude. <laughs> in, that, in that clip, which it got, like, cr- it got like crazy views, doesn't one of the dudes have like a brand new tattoo and he's like jumping in river water? Yeah, yeah, dude, you have freaking Krungle and Mr. Yeah, Perfect. I think it's Krungle had a, I don't know, maybe... Shout think, out Mark Bellisteri. I think he had a new tattoo on in that in that video. He's hilarious. Was, one of them, I thought one of them did. Maybe I'm remembering that. I don't know, I can't remember now. I thought one of them had like a fresh tattoo and they're jumping in the river water, which is a no-no. That's just the perfect thing for it. Yeah. No, I love it. I think... Uh, when he calls a turkey in, in the trailer park... Oh, yeah, they got a lot of howl over that, but yeah, it really did. wasn't in the trailer park, but, you know, that's what creative editing does. I don't you know? remember that one for Dude, some reason. It was golden. Hey, I ain't yeah. afraid of no ghost. <laughs> well, so I do I do love Black I do Shockey. love that, like, backstory on how it all came about, because it is perfect. I, I love the logo. Everything about it is on point. Yeah. Um, we didn't just throw a mask on one day and we're like, oh, yeah, Trap House, who's your daddy? Come by our calls. Like, there's a long, in-depth very hardcore thought process and exploration into branding and what a brand is and how it's going to work across multiple products, how it's going to translate into the videos, you know, and what we found is like the target customer, like they, they came, they watched, we got them, but the old guys, young guys, middle-aged guys, they bought into it too. And on top of that, because I've been doing this for so long, and we know so many independent producers, photographers, videographers, and stuff, it, like, I just flooded it. I just, we we sat down and made, when we weren't selling stuff, we were hustling, baby. We were making it, and we were sending it to anybody that we knew that would, that would turkey hunt with it. Yeah. And I don't want anything like that. I'm a, you know, it's a pain in the ass, dude. Sending content, sending, you know, like deliverables is yeah. a pain in the ass. It's, it's well, it's actual work too. Yeah. You know, it's like it's more work. Yeah, but guess what? I don't need them because I do this for a living and I'm really good at it. So I got a ton of it. We yeah. do it. We do it every day. You know, we started at the end of February and we go all the way till June and we're producing all of our own stuff. So I don't really need. If you send me stuff, thank you. That's great. But I'm not. I don't want to put any burden on you. I just know that if I give it to you, you're gonna love it, because your mom does. So I'm sure that you will too, and that it's gonna show up in the dope photos and the dope videos. And I get you because I do what you do. Like we had that bond. Yeah, my mom would really appreciate See, it. I got. Uh-huh, I got you guys' uh, YouTube mm-hmm. playing in here also. So. Yep, that's our boy Eric Posick, By the way, he's a real thug. He's from New York. He lives pretty close to us. Super good dude. Great to hunt with. Yeah. So where did where did the mask and all that come from? Like where did that like birth into this branding? Like how long after you're like on the shitter cartels it to this? I don't know. I'm pretty sure when I came out of the bathroom, I already had that vision in my head of a mask. That was just, I thought you were going to say I already had the mask on. <laughs> no. <laughs> like he just takes a shit in a mask like, all the time. I actually always take shits in ski masks. Yeah, yeah. That, that was the main get-go right from the idea. It's like... We're going to be in a ski mask, and we're going to throw the bit, and we're going to sell calls in a ski mask. And I was like, I can go with that, dude. I wear a yeah. mask every day sitting against a tree, and you got a camera in my face. Let's do it. Yeah, Let's roll with it. Right. Why not? 
I Give it a it. shot, because if we don't do it now, it sounds like a good idea. If we don't do it, we're going to kick ourselves in the ass in 10 years that we didn't at least try it. Well, definitely that, and like for sure that, but just like scrolling, right? If you're just scrolling, which m- most people who listen, all of us in here, our algorithms are leaned towards outdoor content. Well, we purposely try and ruin each other's algorithms by sending each other fucked up videos, but, uh, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. But That's if, a goal. If you have a hunting algorithm and you scroll through over one of your videos and that right there is welcome back to another episode of trap house who's your daddy we just crawled up out of your mom's basement we're chipping the paint off grandma's china cabinet bagging up some of the backwoods finest more bounce than your baby mama's box bro oh yeah dude the new made man collection for 2023 it's got five calls two four reads two three reads and a two and a half read featuring light latex and even stretch that's got more bounce in your baby mama's box spring and everything you need to do the hook spur truck driver (laughs) (laughs) it's like pro wrestling dude (laughs) 69.99 right now on our online store comes with a t-shirt in your size just selected it check out stickers and an aluminum yeah that's right aluminum call 10 so the only thing that you smashed this season is your girlfriend oh Shit, fuck, I'm sold. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. fine, 10. <laughs> yes. Oh, my god. Because gosh. I just got in your mind, dude, and I talked about everything that you can relate to and nothing that you can't. Right? Dude, if you're That's... a cult, Doug's in. Mm-hmm. Doug's pretty much... Dude, I'll die right now for you. The dirty sand. drinking the Kool-Aid right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, drink it, drink it up. Pour me something. <laughs> oh, dude, it's so good. It's, like, I love it. Everything about it I love. Like, I... I I dislike none of it. I don't know how more clear well, I can it's make It's so different, that. too. Like, NWTF, someone's going to see you from oh, 300 yards away and be like, there's that dude. fucking guy. I'm sweating in the studio right now. I don't know how you, both of you guys are feeling. You guys got to be dying. It's hot. I don't think it's that bad. He probably doesn't sweat. He's probably I got ice in my veins, baby. Damn, I dude. Do. Cold as ice. Mm-hmm. How you feeling, Doug? drink some more juice and get that ice in my veins. Okay, okay. All right, so let's, let's break down. <laughs> now, now that we established... The name, some of the background, the branding, the marketing, the character. Um, let's talk about products, like you know, the business. I want to talk about like what you guys offer because if you are watching this video, you get to see there's a lot going on in here right now. Well, we offer everything that you want, and nothing that you don't. Well, let's break it down, baby. Let's talk about some of the names you guys came up with because your mom you, you loves that, that You will too. I love it. Just it's endless over. It's pro <clears throat> wrestling, dude. It's pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. Steve, let the cream rise to the top. I hate to bring up our uh, our buddy Steve, but he's a pro wrestling fan, and he would be more into this one than oh, we would be. Oh, one hundred percent. But let's talk down because because you mentioned cartel. There's so many ways you can take cartel. So let's talk about some of the examples and what you guys have done with some of your guys's like products here. Okay, if you don't so, mind breaking a few down. Yeah, you want me to start you off with a little Gary V talk about. How people want what's new, right? Turkey season's short every year, right? And you got to come out with something new, man. You got to keep yourself relevant. Sell me, dude. The Sell same V-cut that your dad ran, you don't want to run that, dude. Nah. Why? Because it's old. Mm. You know, it's like what's driving. He, what does he know? Yeah, it's like driving around like an 03 Prius or something, man. Like, come on, dude. Let's go get it. Let's go get it. Well, hey, you know, like if it, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, man. Like the old Boom. stuff's the old stuff's great, but like sometimes you gotta try out some new stuff. So, what we did is <clears throat> we sat there at the at the press, right? And I'm making calls, okay. And so if you if you go by 
traditional what traditional wisdom. Okay, the way that you stack the reeds in mouth call, you know, you just line them, you tap them with scissors, you run them through the press. But those reeds all have a thickness to them. You know, there's guys out there that's like about the stretch, it's about how far back they're set in the frame, all this stuff. But like, that's exactly what you would expect to see if you walked into like Shields or Bass Pro. Like, that's what you're going to get, right? My call looks like that, set all the way forward in a small frame. They call this a, this is a small frame. It's not like a kid frame, but it's not a, it's not a super small frame. Right? Mm-hmm. It's just, this is your average frame. Okay. So we're sitting there. And I'm experimenting with reed stacks, and really, like, what we were worried about was four reeds, because that's what we we run. And a lot of competition college and stuff, that's what they run. Back in the day, like, when Rob Cock and Terry Rome won it, dude, they were running a large frame, no tape, and a single reed. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of people don't know that. There wasn't any tape on that. Like, that wasn't even a thing, dude. They took a piece of, like, plywood, they stretched a band of, of latex, and they, like, stuck the frames on the head with a hammer, dude, and cut them off. Right. Yeah. So I got all these, you know, it didn't matter colors, but I just started lining up and trying to figure out how, how the reeds needed to be oriented in the frame to get it consistent and the sound consistent and start practicing cuts and stuff, you know, because, you know, you can make a mouth call, right? But it ain't going to come out looking like that until you've touched like 20, 30, 40,000 of them. Right. Okay. You know, to get it to that rep. To, to repeat it so we started messing with frames and like i'm handing him calls and he's like running them he's like dude this sucks flips it over runs it right runs fine yep okay and i'm stacking them traditional like how you what you'd buy at bass pro okay all white reeds on the bottom heavy top sheet i'm like okay well what if i just start putting a heavy top sheet on the bottom you don't know until you try yeah mm-hmm. so we started stretching it like that and what happened Rip. Mm-hmm. Rip. Rip. Music. Yeah. Music, man. Went yeah. with it. Give her the beans. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we started putting a heavier sheet on the bottom than the top, and you sit there and you start thinking about physics, right? What's mouth call? You want that top sheet to run. Mm-hmm. Vibrates. That's where you get your rasp and all that stuff. So that's hard. It's a hard thing to learn how to do. You know, and a lot of guys that come in the shop, they're not great callers. By the time they leave... 15 minutes later, dude, they're running, they sound like Mike Pentecost, okay? So they come in, and they what that does is that top reed has to move, and the other reeds don't. You don't want those to move. So you put a heavy top sheet on bottom, and what happens? The lighter sheet on the top, physically speaking, is the path of least resistance. So where's the air going to go? So it's like a forward assist on an AR, okay? It's just pushing air over the top gives you a lot more control and when you stack four reeds you can put a lot of tongue pressure on it now all of a sudden you got a ton of control when you add that extra reed in there you get a lot more durability you can use it all season long it's not going to break down or rip on you and even if it does if that top sheet rips for some reason you still have the three reeds you would normally have in a mouth call that you can run you know, so you're not broke down. Like, your transmission didn't fall out in the middle of the road. Yeah, you still got gears to shift with. 100%. Insur- insurance plan. Yeah, that's that's interesting stuff. So, like, when you do the cuts, like, break down the cuts. I've been watching your guys. It's, like, very satisfying to watch, by the way, your reels and stuff. There's way more into Shit. this than I thought. Oh, it's crazy, man. Like, watching you guys do the cuts. And I don't even know the names to all the cuts. But there's a method to the madness. So if you can break down, like. Cut it, cut it, cut it, cut it. Ooh. 
cut it. What? What? Yeah, dude, you just, you just, <laughs> we bring the, we get the raw product in, man. We cut it and then we bag it and distribute it, man. That's all there is to it. And, stand and turn up, your profit. Stand up and count the money. Turn your profit. No, but break down the cuts to me. What are you, what are you cutting with? It's just repetition, man. Yeah, like you literally got to learn over hundreds of, of these calls. Yeah. Just hundreds of these calls, man. You're gonna learn how. And where you got to make your first cuts in order to pull. Because you got to make, say on that call, you're going to make a slit at an angle. You're going to make like a V cut in the bottom of that. Mm -hmm. And then you got to learn how to pull that center that you cut in there that's still attached. You got to learn where you got to pull that exactly to to get repetitious. And then you got to go in from the side and cut it at an angle to get that perfect little round at the top of it. Yeah. And then once you get into some of these really complicated cuts that are on some of those calls, it gets way more wild. The Joker's pretty complicated. That's the one I got. They got to be done in a a systematic order. Right? So, like, you know, that one you're cutting, like you're doing a batwing cut. You snip, snip, you make your V, and then you snip, snip down on the side wings, and then you snip those out, and that gives you, like, this... The Manus Bill Outriggers, what we call it. Yeah, so I got the Papa Smurf, I got the OG, and I got the Joker. Yeah. Papa Smurf. Yeah, you're cutting those with scissors, Smurf. all these cuts. Oh, yeah. Hand Every really? single Holy one shit. has to be done by hand, yeah. and people ask why. You tell me a machine that can go underneath the first layer only, make two cuts, and then pull it at the perfect amount and Man, cut it. To, yeah, like you said, to do that repetitiously, you gotta no do way. fucking 30,000. Thousands. Yeah. Thousands. Yeah. And like, you know, you start looking at them and, like, they're pretty close to identical. And the thing, the kicker is, is, like, if you go into a major sporting goods store and you see all the calls in there, like, those are all private labeled coming out of one or two or three shops in the country. They're, like, they're made by the same guys. They just got different backers on them. And if you walked around NWTF or whatever, nobody's stacking a mouth call like that. Nobody's nobody's running that recheck. I went and I talked to all of them, you know, I was just like, hey, man. You know, like, what's your read thicknesses? What do you stack? How much tension you pull, you know? And, like, I can pull, I can, you know, you touch so many of them and do this and that, screw around. I mean, like, dude, you log thousands of hours in that call shop. Oh, I can imagine. You get a call, somebody brings you a call, you can pull it out. I'm like, I can can feel that latex. I can tell you exactly what the thickness is without even specking it because you can put a micrometer on there and figure out how thick it actually is. You know, I can tell you what it, you know, I just pull pull my material off the shelf, line it up, you know, I can tell you where that material came from, everything about that call, you know, probably who made it, yeah. everything, you know, you, I don't even have to see the label on it and know, like, what manufacturer it's sold in, or I can tell you who made the call, and, like, that's, you have to, this is the same thing with filming, right, when I started filming, it's the only way that you get to be the best in the world or close to it or really good at anything is by completely understanding and analyzing every single step of that process to the nth degree mm-hmm. that you possibly can right so you guys do with audio guys do with bucks like they sit there and look at trail camera pictures you know i do it for hours yeah and it's like the only way i'm gonna beat them is if i like i know as much as I possibly can about them. 
and like you sometimes you kill them on accident sometimes they make a mistake or whatever but like when you truly figure that animal out his pattern out and you you go in there and it's surgical and you just insert and pluck them out that feeling is unlike anything else it's pretty special when you yeah, can do it that yeah, way and, and, clown. and i love the way you guys are like yeah dude you ever seen two dudes take turns on a blow up down the middle of the hayfield i have it's like a car accident you just can't look away so that's why we came up with the rodeo clown. <laughs> See, I, I love it. I love like, I love it. Can you guys, last eight seconds? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A Duff, while ago. Duff, can you? Hell no. A while ago. <laughs> Back then. Back I, in I, the day. <laughs> I love that you guys like broke down like, you know, your knowledge of your product and like what goes into the product. Because I, I feel like because it, it's a fun bra- it's fun branding. Yeah. And it, sometimes that can get lost in the product. Like so, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. some some brands will have fun branding, not as great a product because they overfocused on their branding. Yep. When you, I feel like you guys. I'm not saying that you focused more on one or the other, but I feel like you guys have fallen into this perfect weight balance of. You guys are fun people, obviously, willing to put in the work, are knowledgeable in film and what you do in hunting, and then you applied that passion, like you said earlier, how can we monetize this? Not so we can get rich. How can we monetize this so we can go no, it's turkey hunting? A, what, to put enough gas in the you know, geometro tracker to get to the next goblin. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, and yeah. also to get to the next generation interested in it. Yeah. yeah. But the Keep biggest... fun, man. Keep it fun. It's right. got to these. You got to have be something fun. there that people can attach to. Right. No matter what demographic they come from. The biggest thing out of all this, before we forget, is not exactly the knowledge of all of it. It's the freshness. Mm-hmm. So when you go in a store and you buy some other shit on the shelf, dude, we go all over the country and we look at this shit. You look at stuff at Shields on the shelf. Turn it into fish flakes. Like that'll flaking, turn into man. Flakes. That's a, this is raw plant material. We're getting these orders, looking at them right on a screen, right in our face by the press, and we're making them right there and putting them in the package and sending them. So by the time the customer gets them, it, they're only a couple four days old, maybe. Yeah. That's a good so point. that's the biggest thing on a shelf for right here. Yeah, like yeah. think of your condom dates and all that crap when it comes to anything like this. Yeah. It definitely matters. It'll lose its pop over time like this. So you go to Southeast Asia, right? This is a Reader's Digest version, okay? So you have maple syrup, okay? You tap the tree, sap comes out, boil it down. Same kind of thing happens with rubber. It comes out of the tree, you add formic acid, they plate it up on the sheet, add some coloring, whatever, and it turns into latex, but it still comes out of the tree. It doesn't really go-go bad, but lots of things can deteriorate the chemical properties mm. of this, right? It's it's a very, very fragile chemical composition going on in here to maintain that ISO, and it, and it when you're, com- there's adhesive in this frame, right? So, it gets warm, you know, you put it on your, the, you know, your truck up on the hood. That's why we have an opaque call pin, right? The light doesn't get to it because the UV will break it down. Mm-hmm. It'll start to stress crack, just like stuff dry rots out in the dim yep. weeds. When it's under, that material can stay a little longer, not stretched. You know, maybe you get a couple more months of shelf life out of the material itself. But once you put it under a stretch, there's an adhesive in that frame, never truly dries. 
So when that heats up, expansion, contraction, you never know what these stores got going on, dude. That starts to slip a little bit over time. You know, if that call sits there for two years, dude, you get it, and you're like, you go down the road, dude, and running it in your truck, and you're going, man, dude, this thing sucks. This sucks. Throw it out the window, whatever. You know, I've seen it all, man. Seen you know, it a hundred times. Seen it a thousand times. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. You go by like, and I watch my buddies. I watch my. This is best part of it, right? I watch my buddy go into Gander Mountain when it was still in business, and he bought like two hundred and fifty dollars with mouth calls. By the time we got back to camp, fifteen minutes down the road, every single one of them things were laying on the side of the road somewhere between Gander Mountain and where we were staying. They they all lost the pop, dude. Yeah. You know. And every single, I touch every single call, or he touches every single call. Every single one of mm-hmm. these that comes out of our shop, we touched to make sure that it's the highest quality that it can possibly be. And if it's not, you can see it. Like, you know, if there's a little furl in that latex sheet that's not good, I'll bag it up and I'll put a strike through it, and you'll get that in your order free. Like, it's a mistake. You can still use it, yeah. but it's just not something... It's not something that I would look at and I'd be like, I'm happy with my craftsmanship. I'm going to go to the woods today. I'm going to call Turkey in with this and I'm going to shoot it and I'm going to feel good because I did the best I could do in every step of that process. Okay? Mm-hmm. But that starts to degrade over time. It slips. You know, things start happening. It breaks down. The heat breaks down. The UV, everything. And it starts to fall apart, dude. They turn into fish flakes on the shelf. We're out here in Iowa. We go to sporting goods stores across country when we're hunting. You know, and we just watch those things fall apart on the shelf. Guys buy them, they sound like shit, and they wonder why. Well, because it was made two years ago, dude. Right. When you buy this, we're all e-commerce right now. We might be in some select retail stores, but they're going to get switched out every year, right? Like, I'm. That, that's the thing. Like, I don't want to go into a retail store unless I can ensure that that's been made within a month or two of when you're going to put it in your mouth. But the closer that I can get from... Making it on the press and handing it to you and you taking it out and shooting a turkey with it, it's going to sound the best that it can possibly sound. Mm-hmm. And that's super important to us. That's awesome. So let's talk. It makes um, sense. I got your guys' website pulled up. If people are going to watch the video version of this, if someone's going to um, buy their first cartel call um, and they're a, I guess I would consider myself a rookie caller, mm-hmm. what, what call would you recommend that they look into the original man the og the og not the og not the the og OG actual call but the actual og which would be preacher or profit collection Mm -hmm. which is the exact same call and the same read stack that i was using in the apartment to start out this whole deal that we're doing Mm -hmm. that was the most simple read stack a beginner can really start to feel around with the call and get some sounds out of it and they get a three-pack in that collection, and they can really play around and start to learn how to move their air around on there, and they can start to kind of figure out what cuts they like. Mm. What's what's, uh, your personal favorite, you you personally? My personal favorite would probably be the Aztec Warrior. Aztec Warrior. Is that here? Let me see if I can. Where is it? I don't think I have an Aztec Warrior in here. I don't. Uh... The kilo. <laughs> there it is, right there on the bottom right. Yep. And that's a cut. I don't think you're going to see that anywhere else in the Holy industry. Holy so I, sure que- I got a question quick. Like, yeah. These cuts on here, mm-hmm. like, do you just randomly start cutting shit and be like, hey, does this work or not? Or is there like a mad science behind it? No, you really have, like, 
say 10 or 15 stock cuts to go off of and then from there you kind of modify each we kind of modify everything and start going with our own from there so you'll have like 15 regular and then you'll kind of start playing around so like like i'm looking at that and like how the fuck do you come up with that yo that right there is a designer for read okay designer designer it's like a louis vuitton kind of looks like wu-tang yeah so what the ast Aztec warrior, what the Aztec warrior is, okay, is it is a, it's a ghost cut, right? That's that's like the home baseline cut, right? And if you see, if you know what a ghost cut is, you know, or keyhole cut, it's like the Papa Smurf, Papa, okay. But it's moved to the right side of the call. Yeah, the kilo right there is a ghost cut. You know, and we just kind of trim the sides so you can get oh, yeah, clean air. Different. You can run clean air out the front of it. Okay, but that's the baseline cut, the top part of that, that's moved all the way to the right side of the Aztec border. Mm-hmm. And then you're kind of making a combo cut by trimming away that latex on the on the right, if you're using it on the right side, if you're looking at it, it's on the left. And then you're throwing in like a silent, like a split bat wing cut into that leftover centerpiece. Sorry, I clicked, oh, I clicked off it here. Killing me, man. No, we gotta go back to the Aztec Warrior. Oh, sorry, I thought we were on the... Jesus. Designer 4 reads, man. Come on. Yep, right there. So you then you split that that centerpiece there and you're gonna get an, a unique sound that perfectly complements that reed stack intention. Dude, there's so much more into this. You're I like had no scientist. fucking idea. It's, it's pretty cool, isn't it? It's so badass. It's I, I kind of want to kill a turkey now. Well, I've never had, what? like... Er, Eric's not a turkey guy. I'm not a turkey so, guy at all. Come on, man. He hates turkey. Let's get actually. with it. Dude, we'll help so you. Just, it's creativity, man. It'll bite you, man. It'll Eric, reach right Eric, out and bite you. I, 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 I think I need on, to go. Bro. I think I need to go with someone other than Doug. I think he sucks at turkey call. You'd love it. It's just like eating snack pack without a spoon. <laughs> Your mom loves it, and I know that you will too. But yeah, dude, like that's that's the stuff that's like you got to keep it fun, you know. Like it, that's something that strays outside of your normal combo cut or anything like that. And there's guys that'll come in, they like, you know, they've run a V cut their entire life because that's what dad gave them when they were six, you know. And then you, you hand them that, and they look at it, and they're like. What the fuck? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, what, you know, yeah. it looks what like ancient the? hieroglyphics, you know, and even like all the colors and everything. They're like, dude, what is this? They That's when it? the eyes really light up, man, is when we get somebody that comes in there for their first time and it's like they've never actually watched one get made, which is cool in one sense. Yeah. But they literally get to stand there and we will keep punching them different stacks until they rip. And they've never had that before, and they've never seen it in their life, and it just wows them. Yeah. We'll sit them right there until we get them to call perfect on the right stack for them, and then we'll replicate it and send them off with 10 calls yeah, or whatever the hell they want. they're feeling awesome about they're it. They're loving yeah. it. Yeah. So, like, Cody McIntyre, who films a lot for Just Hunt Club, big YouTube channel, he's, like, Trent's neighbor, okay? So he comes in the call shop right now. I hand him that Aztec Warrior last year. He looks at it and he like looks at me and he looks at the call and he like didn't know what to do. And then, and then, <laughs> he, I, I, I'll never forget it as long as I let. He puts it in his mouth and he like gets it to sit right and he like starts yelping and then he's like, sounds the best that I've ever like the it was the 
it was like the perfect, it was like when the, you know, the hand fits the glove. Mm -hmm. And he's like, you could see his eyes while he was doing it, dude. It was like he saw a ghost. He was like, oh my God, that just, that just came out of my mouth. Like, I, I never thought I could even sound that good. You know, he's just like blown away looking at something that's like completely different from anything he's ever seen. And to me, that's like, that's the cool part. Yeah. Yeah. You guys just get like a half chub then and be like, fuck yeah, we made it. It is. Right. Like, we really did our job, man. We took yeah. a, uh, you know, moderate or mediocre caller right up there, right way up the freaking graph, man. So what you're telling it. me is oh, I've never nice. used a mouth call in my life. You guys could get me set up tonight. Put that in the sock and rob a Let's do it on the podcast. Yeah, man. All right. Dude, these, uh, well, let's talk about these pot calls a little bit, too. Hell yeah, man. Can you call with a chewing? Dude, yeah. I, I want to send one of these to Dakota. He don't even hunt. Dakota would, like, that's art. Oh, yeah, he'd love it. He'd frame it. And it feels good in your hand, man. Like, you hold that... Like, you, I know as soon as you pick it up, you you're going to love it because your mom just... Mm, you hold that pot call like that, and you got that engraving on the side all nice like that. You really get a good rip and grip on it. Dude, plus it looks like my hand tattoos. Hell yeah, yeah. man. Blend right <laughs> yeah, in. Doug, give her a rip. Like, the thing with these and, like, our, spot. our boat paddle and stuff is, like, I wanted... And Trent feels the same way. Like, we wanted to make something where you could go turkey hunting. And if you sat there and, like, yeah, we're not about sunrises and fellowship. But you know what? Every once in a while, you got to take one for the team. But if I'm sitting against that tree and I got, like, some piece of plastic crap in my hand, I'm like, this sucks. It's a guaranteed <laughs> Nothing's you know? answering to you. That's a guaranteed yeah. piece of shit. But you yeah. can, yeah, like, even, like, they're not got one on the limb. Like, they're not even there, you know. Somebody shot them last week. You know, it's just one of those things. You encounter that as a turkey hunter, dude. The neighbor calls them across the property line or who knows what. The boogeyman got them. But if, you know, you can <laughs> sit there when you're just chilling, <laughs> taking a break, and you can look at that and say, dude, somebody put some, some thought into this. And, like, yeah. I get it. You know, I get it. Dude, it's uh the whole vibe's there, man. It is. I love it. So let's um should we fuck with some calls? We're an hour in. We might as well mess with some calls a little bit. I don't know how it'll sound on the mic if we're calling. Play around, man. We gotta get Eric to diaphragm call because he's such a hater. Yeah, let's let's get Eric call. Let me take my chew out. Let's change all right, go take a chew out, rinse it out with some uh straight man beer and then um yeah, how you so like mouth calling is a very complex thing, all right? And it's it has to do with you have to call away from the mic so you don't peak the mic. It has to do with your, your diaphragm and how you're pressurizing air, and then your throat is like a the holding your finger over a hose, so you can open and closing it, and you're yeah, you're speeding up or slowing down how you're delivering air, and you're using your tongue, the heel of your tongue, yeah, to press on the bottom of that call and really modulate how the vibration of the call is and how the air is running over it mm -hmm. and that's like the hardest thing for somebody to do like it's just a hard thing especially like you know with turkey calls it's it's you know you just look at it and you're like dude i should be able to just throw this in my mouth and run yeah but i've seen it all the time in the waterfall world where you have a guy that's 35 40 all of a sudden, there's an abundance of Canada geese, and he really gets into it and likes hunting them, dude. And he gets a shorty goose call, and he can't blow it to save his ass. No matter how hard he tries, he can't do it. And it's it's one of those things where the younger you start and develop that, that it's like coordination. It's like hand-eye coordination, yeah. but it's between your diaphragm and your throat and your tongue and how yeah. you're using those three things to work together. You know, the more proficient you're going to be. And then beyond that, it's just practice. Like, some of us don't have, you can't go back in time. But, 
you start on a call that's easy to run, that's fresh, so that you're taking everything that you can control out of the equation. So you know, you're taking the variables out. So you're just you're running a good call, and you can make the noise that which you one do want I need? to make. Yeah, get, let, let's let's get Eric calling here. Which uh, which call would you pick out for Eric? I got the swipe right here and a rodeo call. Run that. That's the OG. There right we go. There. So Eric, have you ever done this ever? I've dabbled like once. So like how long ago though? Oh shit, probably. Sorry, I forgot to hit the button. Six years ago. Oh damn. Okay, so it's almost like you've never done it. Yep. Ooh. Get it out of your uh, crack sack. Your crack sack. Yeah. Get it, boy. So those also like come in key every year. We have a collection where you get a shirt, stickers, and we redesign the graphics every year. So it's something fresh, new, and exciting, and you can't wait to see what comes out. And it's all limited quantity. So like our pot calls, we make three different varieties. We make 30 of them a year, right? So like you get them. Or you don't, right? Like, we're going turkey hunt, man. So you buy them and get them. They're all individually numbered. Or, like, get get something next year. Okay. That's cool. in line. So, so you turn that call around. Turn that all the way around. This goes yeah. up. The yep. cut, yep. The cut, cut goes, goes up, up. Okay. And that frosted with a white stamp of approval goes up in the roof of your mouth. Mm. Yep. So don't try to Don't try to sound like a turkey, man. Just try to get a sound out of the mouth call when you blow air through it. Ooh. Over your tongue. Are you, you ready? You got this. Go I'm, ahead. Don't be afraid. This is fun. We believe you. You might have to back off eat your mic a little bit. Here, I'll turn, I'll turn you down just yeah, a little bit. Eat that snack pack without a spoon. <laughs> See, you can there make you noise. You just want to start with air. Just. Mm hmm. Yep. Get Too much on. pressure. Just let <laughs> it float on your tongue. Ooh. I don't know where I put my tongue. You got to press oh, your it up tongue like this. this. You want the tip of your tongue wrapped around. Get noise out of it. That's a that's a feed in itself, yeah. right? It's yeah. weird just having it in your mouth, you know? Yeah. So you got to play with that thing until you can get it to turn yeah, over. You get that like, yeah. Sounds like a flat, clean tone with no rasp. I'm turning your mic up and down, right? Boom. Boom. Uh, dead. You do like dead. five of them in a row. Pressure. Left? Before yep. you had it yeah, pretty damn power, good. Don't power wash the thing. Jesus, dog, I'm brand new. Leave me alone. I'm just trying to help. You look like you robbed the bank, man. <laughs> you got picked <laughs> off instantly. I didn't do shit. I didn't, I didn't do shit. Good thing there isn't a bank in New Windsor. Yeah, no shit. There is a bank in New Windsor, actually. Oh, there is? It's right next to our building. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> it's so weird. Yeah. Get that deer hunter out of you <laughs> right now. Turkeys. That's dead That's turkey. really good, That's man. Killing it, man. Dead turkey. I just want to do this because you always see people do that. Yeah, and cover in the ear. There you go, side to side. It's actually pretty That's good. That's pretty good. That's wow. no shit, man. You really are yeah. doing really good with that. Good that job, like, Eric. Anybody that watches that. the program, man. Yeah, Hell dude. yeah. Am I, am I a turkey hunter? Yeah. That was cool, man. That was really cool. I don't even need Doug. <laughs> so sad. That was rad, dude. Hey, fuck you, Doug. Mouth calls what? rule. <laughs> You're going to score. Mouth calls rule. Give me a high five. Come on, Doug. Get one. Show Eric yeah. out. Show Eric out. Right, give me the hardest one. Look at us. All just a bunch hardest of Hardest one would probably yeah, be the, the joker out of all of that. That sounds yeah. fucking good. It's a four read. 
Give me a. Um, a What's this one? It's like a TV dinner with dessert. That's the OG. <laughs> How many reads is this one? It's a three read. Three it's part reader. of our Ghostface oh, Killer yeah. collection. And each a light gray top sheet, a prophylactic support read. Let me and get then out of the black on the bottom. Badass black tape baggy. and then frosted with eight ball, bro. Yeah. Ooh, save that for Austin. Austin's got an eight ball tap, man. He'd love that one. All right, Yo, where'd my ten go? I need to put this bitch in there. You guys ever sit there and watch Beavis and Butthead? It's, oh, been, yeah. it's been a that while. That shit's cool, man. It's so cool. cool. Have Mouth you seen calls, the new Mouth the, Calls Rule. They brought it back. Dude, the shit's sick. I love it. I haven't watched it in a long time. Love get it, it. Doug. Get it. Get it. <laughs> get it. <laughs> Yep, you're gonna break that in nice. Yeah, it's in there. It's in there. Yeah. Once you Yep. So the big thing with that. Thanks for not read. being too loud too in the mic. Doug sounds like shit. I sounded way better, bro. Yeah, that four you dude, like once you break that in, you know, and you get it wet and it dries out and then you get it wet again, you break those reeds up and they kinda of loosen up a little bit. What you're gonna find with that is that with those four reads, you can put more tongue pressure on there, and you can get that volume out. And so, like, you guys here are kind of, like, starting to edge into prairie, right, where you got wooded draws that are oak and stuff, but it's not, like, super expansive timber. You didn't yeah. parts of this country, we got big timber tracks, right? And you start to run into a volume problem, mm. and you can hear it. You put a three read in, and you can, like, get up on a, a mountain in Pennsylvania and run it, and it's just like you're, you know, it's like I say, like, Ever get that feeling that everything you say falls on deaf ears? Yeah. Most married yep. men do. Yeah, our podcast That's, is basically that. Yes. Yeah, so. <laughs> hey, yeah, give me that. Come on, so, dudes. So when you run that three read, it's just like, it's like, you know, it's like, it's like slapping Hulk Hogan, right? Okay, it's like slap with Hulk Hogan, like Kevin Hart. It's like, yeah. Okay? When you put that four read in and you run that, you can hear it. When you cut on that. You can hear that succinct concussion go all the way down, all the way down in the woods. And if that bird's in there, it's going to grab him. It's going to suck that gobble out. You're gonna, you can hear that wave go all the way down through the woods to get that gobble, and it's going to suck it right out of him, bring it all the way back up out of there. <laughs> and he's going to do it. And people that don't believe me and go hunting with us, they like, after like about two days, they're like, yo, you got any more of those in the truck? You hook me up. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Doug, which one did you have? Suck the gobble. The Joker. <laughs> does. I love it. Because dude. if you look, so like you guys are into audio, right? So like you start looking at waveforms and the science behind sound, okay? You start to see a lot. So we, you know, the the sound is huge. Let me try it. And the waveforms are huge. <laughs> and so like you run a three read and that notes like the wave, dude. It's like the wave pool, okay? Just yeah. The, Okay, and it's not, it's not what a turkey sound wave looks like. Turkey sound wave is a succinct note. It starts and it stops. With the more when you put a f four reeds in there, that vibration starts and stops because you put just a little bit more tongue pressure on there, mm -hmm. and that start and stop concussion, that distinct break in that sound wave, dude. To your ear, it might sound a little funny, but when you get away from that a little ways. And you, you know, you're standing in a timber block and you hear that sound wave, that concussive wave go through that woods and get that gobble out of there, then you know. 
If you know, you know. Yeah. My, my wife's going to hate me after getting these calls. Eric's, Hell dude, yeah. You, you I'm getting ramped up singer. a little bit. Look at this. We've been fucking working on Eric for how long, Doug, to get him in to turkeys. Eric's, like, it's kind of been a gimmick a little bit with our show that Eric, like, can't get into turkeys. That's, some, bu- suck that's some bullshit. Well, he sounds like a natural born boogeyman. I can tell that you that should make you want to get into it more, man. If I know I'm suck. over here making play doh snakes. Hell, how the hell can you be good at deer hunting? Maybe that's your turkey. Maybe that's your problem. Come on. I'm not good at anything. I've you just been relying on me. Well, to call you're good me at sitting you. here on a podcast, <laughs> man. Come on, yourself. you can do turkey hunting. Hey, hey. Put your big boy pants on, huh? I got them on. I think that's no, our job no, to get you into it because you're gonna love it. Hey, give me a beer and I'm gonna kill a turkey by myself this year with one of these bad boys. Yeah, send one over here too, will you? Come on, you get one. Dudes that Eat fall All right, hey, that fall hunt. Yeah, chicks, big dudes that fall hunt. Hey, you say fall hunting's where All it's right. at, man. Slide, slide in. The I video. do, man. Yeah. I say fall hunt is where it's fall at. Fall turkey hunting over. Yeah. It's what I grew up that's doing, the, man. That's the other stuff. Like we have our own brand. We can stand up for the things that we love and we truly enjoy and like and think that yeah. like people don't know anything about. And you know, I see these guys like running this little NWTF chapter, like haggling over here whatever state game commission in kansas wants to shut down fall season it's like why because like four hens get shot a fall like dude more get hit by semis yeah 100 like, what what lasting you know like you're taking away what somebody might look forward to and that was like the original thing to do man Thanksgiving. look at it well dude you know what? like I don't think about turkey hunting in the fall because I'm deer hunting. Mm-hmm. That's that's like what I was raised. That's what I was raised and yep. like I'm into, right? But I don't know how many times I've been sitting on one of these particular farms I hunt that has a lot of birds on it and watch them all strutting in the fall, and I'm like, shit, that'd be fun right now. You've killed a couple of turkeys in the fall, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. but but you can buy a turkey tag. But you know, I buy them. a fall turkey tag and I shoot them when I'm. But you're not trying to like call. deer hunting, but yeah. I'm not like hunting them like you would and maybe you don't hunt them like you would spring turkey. so just look at that man what did you see when you were in that tree stand looking at them oh there's five strut- five strutters together yeah. 50 hens yeah, yeah. a oh, bunch of jakes strut and gobble in the spring you ain't uh-huh. hunting you ain't hunting what? one bird like you are right now yeah yeah you're getting the show man you're getting the full vocabulary you're hunting, birds, you're right? hunting a bird that's 100% on survival only he wants to eat and survive he doesn't give a shit about screwing a hen yeah pussy's like he's not it's not on the radar no, no not at all you're hunting him in the true thing of it going on man yeah. that's and how i look at it like we're hunting bucks in the rut and we're hunting turkeys in the breeding season just yeah. like married, just like married That's what you're people saying. it's different man it's yeah. like it's survival mode. Well, it kind of goes into like uh, you know, like Ross and Austin really love late season whitetail hunting. Like yep. they love that January. Like Austin killed a buck this year. Mm. It was negative thirty three with wind chill. Hunting food, man. It was hunting food. Sucks. Yeah, like it was brutal, but it was uh, it wasn't rut hunting. You know, he was there expecting that buck right. to be there. People just can't believe it when I tell them about the fall hunts that I've been on over the years. That's originally what I grew up doing with my grandfather when I was 10 years old. Really? Was fall turkey hunting. See, it sucked awesome. me right in, man. Like, I haven't and I, and I can see it, that, though. But I think that one of the coolest things you could ever do is dump a turkey dog off in an Iowa river bottom and just let it go wild. That's probably controversial, isn't it? And then come back and holler at Well, me. Iowa won't let non-residents... Get yeah. a fall you turkey tag. Oh, you can't? No. No, you have to be a resident. Otherwise, we'd be doing it every year. So dude. I'm curious because... Didn't I, know that. I, I live there. Mm-hmm. I have, I'm going to come off ignorant because I am. I don't I know what I'm there. talking about here. 
But as an Illinois resident, I can buy a fall turkey tag for very, very cheap. Yep. I I think it's archery only. Is there a fire? I wonder if there's a firearm fall season. There's got to be, man. Yeah, there is 100%. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm not a, you know. You, don't hear, you just don't hear about anyone doing it. Let me try and yeah. look it up. Yeah, dude. I really go on and on about this subject, dude. This, like, stirs me up, this whole people trying to this make... This part of the sick of it. Trying to make about. fall hunting go away. That's such bullshit. Fall hunting is number one, dude. That was the original way to hunt yeah. turkeys. You Back before, way all, before we were alive. I should buy a turkey tag every year because all I see is fucking turkeys spring, when I'm deer hunting. Spring yeah. season was made up. So this that is was made I, up way after fall. Up. This is... um. Fall shotgun. All right. Fall shotgun. So you got a week. Eight days. Oh, you got a yeah, about a week. Nine days. Fall. You got a long ass time. Wait, is that Illinois? This is Illinois. So look up if you can use a dog. Okay, I will. I will. This is so. This is just archery season for deer. Okay. Um, that's not turkeys. This is. This is. This is turkey season, so October 1, 23 to 14th of January. Listen, January 14th. You guys are working class bow hunters, but we're self-employed shotgun hunters, so we're going to go for this. Hey, dude, I, you know how many? <laughs> I, I killed, shotgun, I killed two turkeys shotgun. with a shotgun last year, man. Hell yeah, dude, man. So, so here's the thing. Pow, pow, so pow. we're good buddies with Mark Drury, and we, we would call them. During, we do a thing called Turkey Palooza every year, and... Uh, I you know we always podcast we get to drinking and, and then Mark would call in late night on the podcast and one time he was like hey Kurt I hate to inform you this but turkeys are meant to be shot with a shotgun mm-hmm. and I'm like God you know whatever because I've like I've decap birds I've body shot birds yep. with a bow I personally think controversial take most people probably shouldn't hunt turkeys with a bow because they don't know where to shoot them. And yeah, and then you go to states that are suffering like Kansas and they got a like a month long archery only season before regular shotgun opens. They're worried about the population, and they're letting you go around with a bow. Yeah. Well, you know, it, it's... Huh? I've That's wounded crazy. birds with a bow and never recovered them, and I know most bow hunters have. If the dirty have, truth. If they've, it, It's the dirty truth. And that the, nobody talks about. And, and the more Sucks. that I'm... I have not. ...got into in turkey Shot hunting, and the more I'm like, I don't know if everybody should bow hunt turkeys, because it's an anatomy thing. Is they, don't, they just don't understand it. Plain and simple. I think that's what it was. You're and shooting that, a lemon, man. You're shooting, and you're shooting a lemon. But what I've found, I bought a shotgun for last spring. Um, Ross and Austin talked me into it. I bought just uh, no sponsor plug. Just went and bought a Benelli Nova and freaking wrapped it in camo and had so much fucking mm. fun shooting. I shot two turkeys, one in Indiana, one in Illinois last year, and I'm hoping I can kill two birds this year with it. I just love shooting them with a shotgun. Oh, yeah, a, man. It's a damn good it's time. A, you kill them or you don't. There's nothing in the middle. You're not going to chase <laughs> yeah. a criminal. You know, sometimes there is in the middle, but there's uh, a lot less times where it's in the middle than it is. It's in the really middle. fun when it's in the middle of the shotgun. Well, I did give. Uh, I did get some shit. I was like, I thought this is working class bow hunter. You're out shooting them with a shotgun. And uh, you know what? I My bottom line is I don't give a fuck. It's fun. Right? <laughs> yeah, like, 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 don't get me wrong. I don't care how you want to hunt. You can hunt any way you want to. You want to shoot them with a muzzle-loading shotgun or a rifle in Virginia in the spring? Like, I really don't care. But just make sure that you clean up your mess, please. 
you know. Yeah. And if you're going to stand there and you're going to go bow hunt turkeys for a month in Kansas, okay, or what, I don't even know how long it is, but I think I'm pretty sure it was like a month, right? Yeah, it was like, it was like three weeks. Okay, and I don't want to take anything away from that. It's a great opportunity, you know. I think that if you were going to have an early bow season, that's kind of beneficial because those guys have a harder job out there. And this right? probably sounds stupid or wrong with that, but I'm okay with bow seasons. Yeah, but, there's nothing wrong with bow seasons. But this is going to sound dumb. I think that they should mandatory have to shoot at them in the head and neck. Yeah. Do not try to body shoot these birds mm-hmm. when you're not very good with a bow. It's cripple city, man. It's like 20 yeah. cripples to one yeah. kill with some of these guys. you got these guys out there, they want to wage like full-on raccoon warfare. If you and think... They cry turkey poverty and they crippled, you know, 15 with a bow and got... If you think yeah. you're a badass with There's a no ball, you can I've hit him in the head and decoys at 10 yards. Yeah. Ooh. Dude, I did that one yeah. time. So oh, I, went yeah. out, I went out with Oscar. Can I show you guys my hunt? I'm proud of this hunt. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah man. Okay. Pull this up. I was trying to pull up some uh, your dog turkey hunting, but I couldn't find much on it. I got to get cranky on this thing before tomorrow morning. Hunt with dogs? Turkey trot. Yeah, you can take that away tomorrow? Yeah. yeah. No, I wanted you to see if you could do it in Illinois. I know you can do it in Iowa. And that's oh. one of the, that's one of the that's some of the most fun that you can have with your pants on because it's a cross between turkey hunting, okay, and upland. The dog goes out and it flushes the turkeys. You know, it ranges around. You can only do it in the fall, right? It's gonna go in and it's gonna split up the flock of turkeys. They you know, you have the break site from the GPS, you can see where the dog broke them. And then all them turkeys are gonna reassemble right at the break point. And as soon as you get up there and you sit down and you understand, you know, you want to talk about traditionalist, this is how it's done. Walk up there with a sack of box calls and just call and call and call. And you're going to hear Kiki run, adult hen assembly yelping, Jake's yelping, gobblers yelping, Jake's Kiki and Jake's Is a Kiki run only a fall call? No. No. They try to make that out, man. No. We use it in the spring just just the same. What is a Kiki run? But what does it mean? It it means I, I'm I, a young bird. Where are you? Oh. Like Where's the trying? flock? I'm broke off. Like, I hey, need to you find doing? you. Yeah, usually uh, mama's I'm going, hammered and I need a ride home. Trying to assemble them and, you know, the poults are all running around and they're like, where are you? Where are you? Tell me where you You know, they're trying to find mama. You know? Oh, that's what it is. Okay. Mm-hmm. Kind of. But you hear Jenny hens in the spring, like, on the roost and stuff, and especially when the Jenny hen. Jenny Hun? You never heard of a Jenny Hun? I've never Jenny heard. Have you ever heard Jenny Hun? Youngin, yeah. it's man. Like a, it's like a Jake. Youngin. But a female. Youngin. She's like okay. a hen. A hen mm. huh. She's still not really good. She doesn't have that, like, Jake and baggy, Jenny. bagged hey, out. I'm learning woman. so much on this podcast. Dude, I've learned more. Like, I'm not saying I'm, this is not a diss. This is a compliment. Mm. Like, you just wouldn't think, like, because of your branding of this, like, we're learning real turkey shit. Kind of the point I made at the beginning is, like, I don't want people to see you guys and think this is bullshit. Yeah, man. It's fun, but you can still learn from fun, and that's our show. Dude, we lived with these birds practically until we could, right when we could walk all the way until yeah. now. It's like, that's what so, we I mean, did. You guys are OGs, dude. Like, Everybody deer hunted and duck hunted. Like, yeah. this yeah. is my duck and deer hunting. That's all I did, man. Ever since I was it. 10 years old, it bit me in the ass, man. I couldn't get rid of it. I freaking did every crap job and bullshit all the way till now. I didn't care, man. Yeah. I just did whatever I had to do so I could have every day a turkey season off and I could do whatever the fuck I wanted 
all turkey season so I could hunt every day, and that's what I did. And nap every afternoon. Oh, I loved a nap at noon cut off. Hey, what's all right? I'm a napper, dude. I'm a napper. Okay, okay. Every day. Here we go. So we're gonna kind of have to talk because I don't know if the audio play through this. I don't think it will, but. Nothing's better than um, a so midday nap. So I'm hunting nap. with my wife's bow because it was 40 oh, pounds, and I was doing a decap. Midday so nap. I'm shooting like full weight arrow, decap, oh, uh, 40 pounds with an elite spirit. Okay. Elites are neighbor. Really? Oh, yeah. oh, yeah, they're right there. Yeah, man. It's right See, in Henrietta. Hey, you know, I, We've I, never I'm a self-employed shotgun hunter, but, you know. Yeah, I was should, I supposed to be at the podcast mafia. across the hallway? You know who you are. Oh, was at, I? Was, at, is there a podcast somewhere else? I thought I was supposed to be in the, yeah. a Shotgun Hunter po- podcast. Oh, but uh, I ended uh, up in here, man. I don't know. Yeah, it's over there. Where are we? Yeah. You took a wrong thing. Sorry, oh, man. So, no, you're fine. <laughs> you're fine. <laughs> no, you're fine, man. <laughs> so this is my Ooh. this is uh, my first help, 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 help. Look at that brush Slank. coming. Look at him slinking. Look at that brush. <laughs> See, this is what this is what we call Most dinosaur hard. shit. Yeah, this is like one. ostrich, dinosaur love, rolling in, dude. Dude, Causing I love this. Problems. This is a fun hunt, man. We had birds all around us, and this thing just came in. And the decoys are at like four yards. Yeah, so Doug Broom coming you can, in. Yeah, there you go. I guess you can see more of the decoys than I thought. But. <laughs> Looks like he's got some inch or maybe just a little over spurs. Ooh. Oh, uh, yeah. oh! What's that? A DSD decoy? I don't, I don't know what that one yeah, was. With an Avianox Han in front of it. Yeah, yeah. It's a DSD Mark would be disappointed stronger. in you. That needed hey. to be an Avianox. Come hey. on! No one's giving us anything, so we're using what we got. You use what you got. That's right, baby. I use a garbage bag. So that was my first. Uh... <laughs> that was Illinois. <laughs> yeah, Illinois. This was uh, fifth season illinois shit that's probably what three or four years ago now um two years ago late season two i love it two threes yeah i wish you could hear it because the best part of it is when kurt goes to walk up on it dude i know to put its foot on its head he's like it's got no head i could go on for days with this shit man so this haunt right here i can tell was late season yeah that's the favorite time for us it was the last weekend of illinois absolutely dude hunt the last freaking day that's what we do we go to maine and hunt them in june you want to talk about birds that are ready to oh, rip? Oh, shit. Last part way. of the season, they're hearing what they think is the last possible hen to breed. It's like they're desperately seeking. Dude, you'll hear so them gobble. Yeah. You'll they hear them gobble. The the Austin goes, go grab, it. go grab its head. Maybe I shouldn't or shouldn't have done this, but I think it's kind of neat. It, like, it don't get more efficient than that. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like a taxidermy mount. It's still flopping in the background. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's why I got out. You know, I thought I might have just nicked him. You was know, that with a Magnus Bullhead or a Gobbler Guillotine? It was with a, uh, solid. solid decap. No mm-hmm. shit. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I love that I have my my wife's bow. I got the pink strings. Oh, and you got the double bowl. Come on. That's another Primos double bowl. Yeah. Not the a, workhorse. Also, not a sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> We're just it, everywhere. It was Austin's. Austin had it. So. I do love that blind. Dude, that late season shit. Oh, I mean, dude, that was a beautiful morning, man. Like, if you really want to know the truth, like, I went from almost Eric's status of not caring about birds. This hunt changed me because we had a bird come up. You can see off to the uh, on the left side of the screen. There's a road right there, an old log road goes back of, in the woods. Yep, and we had a bird come up behind us in the blind and was spitting and drumming right at that opening. We could we could never see him. Yep, and then this bird came out from our left right after. That other bird turned around. Like, that drum melts your brain, the man. The drum pulled so me weird. in, dude. And 
I try to show people the drum on video, and it must not pick up an Gotta audio. Put that mic in the decoys, pro tip. Yeah, man. Oh, really? Because, oh, dude, yeah. I oh, tell yeah. people that turkey hunt, that it might not have like, got close enough for people who don't turkey hunt, that don't understand. I'm like, the drum of a turkey is what I think gets you. It was my, Sexy like, in. oh, fuck moment. You're I've never kidding. heard it. I don't think, dude. It is never heard. It. It's game changing, dude, dude. So you hearing that now? You understand, like birds around him hear that from hundreds of yards away. See, that's insane. Isn't that weird. So guys will go out. Guys will go out and they'll run a call and they'll get no gobble. Birds aren't talking. Bullshit, dude. That's what they're doing. They're spitting and drumming a hundred fifty times in a row, and every bird within several hundred yards knows where he is, and he's like, I ain't gonna gobble today. Yeah, Hens are going to come to me. They can hear me. They'll call and they'll say sometimes they'll say something like, pop his wings. He didn't pop his wings. Stupid. He drummed. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> <He's dumb. laughs> it's, it's a nonverbal cue that he heard you and he's responding to you. And even though you can't hear it with your human ears, it's 100%. Like, you can watch him. You call and he... He's responding. That's just as good as a gobble. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Even better. Maybe, maybe better. Yeah. yeah. Well, it was like the one thing for me that <laughs> it like it pulled me in more. You know what I mean? Like it was. It went from oh, it's a bird. The gobble's cool from a distance to like on you in your and you face. Feel it in your body, dude. Yeah. It, it melts it, your brain. It, it does really. It what? shakes that your eardrums so and shakes your chest if it's close enough more than you hear it it's yeah. like more of a vibration than it is a sound it's in you yeah. in a weird way you like, feel it right in your but, chest but even man. then too like when we do our wyoming bear camp have you ever felt the grouse drum yep. oh man like when you feel the grouse drum <laughs> and you hear it at night all night when you're sleeping it's like there's something about the drum of that if someone's never experienced it it's hard to explain you can't really fully explain it no you can't no, because it's just it's like a bass drop, dude. It is a bass drop. Especially yeah. when you've never heard it before. It really is just like that. Oh, dude, imagine. It is a bass drop. Imagine if you, all right, you're at a rave, right? You're hanging out with the cartel guys, then you go to a rave. Yep. And then you're like, dude, all right, someone films a bass drop and, from their cell phone. And then you show your buddy the next day, and they're like, oh, yeah, I bet you that was cool. Yeah, but they can't hear that. Bass. They weren't there. No. You got to be there. Goddamn Skrillex in the woods. Yeah, you should have been there. <laughs> it's Skrillex in the woods. It is. <laughs> they're, they're the original bass head, dude. I mean, bass like head. sage grouse and stuff like that. I mean, a turkey, by definition, has a lek mating system, which is the same as a grouse, right? But a true lek mating system is where I disagree, because a true lek mating system, the males display... And the females select them based on their display. There's no fighting, right? But like other gallinaceous birds, like turkeys and pheasants, like they fight, they got spurs, right? So there's that fighting, packing order dominance, whereas like with grouse, it's all based on their display. The most fit male has the best display, right? Mm. But if you look at the structure on like a sage grouse, right? It looks like a nut sack, like <laughs> a big testicle nut sack around their neck, right? And they go and they're standing out there on the prairie and they just it looks cool or like prairie chickens do the little room dance. dance right well turkeys like you can't see it but there's big sacks big air sacks under here that they inflate Trent used to have this farm turkey we called him thomas and he was like a cat and, you know you could walk outside with a push button and, he's going, 
and he'd come over, run over, and he'd like be rubbing up on your legs and stuff. And you could grab him, right? You can put your arms around him, and you could go, yo, 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 all nice in his ear and soft talk him, give him that pillow talk, and you could feel that, <laughs> mus- oh, that muscular twitch go all he'd the way He'd shake over. your fucking body, dude. Yeah. Like you could feel it in your eye sockets. All just the way through. Really? All the way across oh, wild. that, that that, that's wild. That air set. It's wild. I mean, the thing what, had spurs on it like that when it died. Yeah. It was really? seven, seven and a half so years old. My wife always <laughs> wants to get chickens, but I'm like anti chicken. But I told her if she'd get turkeys, we have a shed out back that we could turn into a turkey shed. Yep. And build like a coop around it. But, but I, I wonder, I think in Illinois it's illegal. You cannot do it. Um, like if you, if we had a wild turkey or, you know, a domestic wild turkey. You can't like bring him with you, turkey hunting. Negative. Huh? No live no. decoys anywhere. Anywhere. No. no. Okay. But okay. I haven't seen a lot about a parrot. If you got like a really keen, that's our Amazonian and taught it how to turkey call. That's our next thing, man. Adult hunt assembly. That's, that's his, no joke. That's, that's our next set. That's our yeah. next set. Is yeah. getting a parrot You're and just teaching it all the turkey yeah. sounds. It's a live Dude, call. You got no, 110 yeah. years of parrot. Dude, if you guys get a parrot, the angry pirate. You could. Why could you not? Them fuckers live to be like 30 years old. I'm dude. not going to use Parrots? that. They live to be like 100. 100. Yeah, they live way longer than that. Oh, really? Especially yeah. African greys. Oh, yeah, dude, they live a long time. They outlive their owner most My of the My wife time. had an African grey. That thing was like 27 before it died. Yeah. I'm going to get a... They get, they get stressed out in captivity, but birds are really, like, really cool. You know, and like I heard you guys, I heard you guys talking about it. And you guys were like, man, like people don't care about birds and it's like all styles. And it's like, dude, like go on eBird, man. There's like, there's <laughs> is that like closet... the eBay for eBird? No, for it's, like, it's like people that are like closet featherheads and they spend all day Saturday just driving around looking at like warblers up in the crowns of trees. I like that. They, like, they I re- love birds. Yeah, they report it and so like other people can go watch it and add it to their life list go. and they keep lists of all the species <laughs> they've seen their entire Discover life. a new world of birding. Yeah. <laughs> learn, click, click learn more. What is this? Click learn more. Sponsored. Wait, can you see people around us that are part White of this? White-throated E-bird. needle tail. Oh, God, there's a oh, video. <laughs> <laughs> Just the start of that was rough. Look at this shit. <laughs> oh, God. Look at this guy, oh, man. God. I wish there was audio. He's into oh, it. Oh, maybe there is audio. Hold on. Oh, uh, snowy owl. That's the number one turkey poacher in the world. These dudes are all male feminists for sure. Hey, what don't give them those pronouns. Keep drinking Ooh. <laughs> My gay beer. E-bird. <laughs> yep. Yep, see, just this, this exactly right here. Like, this is, you know, I know something. Know some bird 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 <laughs> but they're, they're so cool. It's just like duck hunting. You know, you can go out there and you can shoot six different species in a day. You can hold them in your hand and you can see the diversity in your hand. I'm, I'm, I'm actually into this. This is actually pretty damn cool. Dude, dude I could go on for days about this shit. Well, when we were in Africa, man, the the crazy birds we saw in Africa was, it was, it was. Oh, man, the sounds you hear there dude, had to be wild. It was fascinating, yeah. like. I was just filming birds. Like, yeah, me too. Just these crazy colored, just things you'd never seen before. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it was pretty it's amazing. Wild. Dinosaurs. Did you see any turkeys while you were over there? Rob Cat killed one in Africa. He sent me a picture. What, what turkeys live in Africa? I don't know. And I'm, it might have been a farm turkey. I don't know. But he just, like, he's, like, <laughs> he's like, he sends me a picture of a dead ostrich. It was Rob, so it was really cool. Either way, ostrich. who cares? <laughs> well, let me look cool. it up. Let's see, what, uh, let's see what we can find. I was this close to killing an ostrich. Why didn't you? I had no interest, to be honest. Was it a hen? Like, how can you tell if it's a hen? They're Is different it, colors. 
the black uh, the black the black her? ones are males blacks are males and then the grays are the females. grays are female oh yep sexual dimorphism oh yeah yeah yep. mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yep. you know you like that mm, love it and dream about it the male is like rolling in the dirt feathering himself up yeah dusting yeah cool. dusting he's, yeah, he's hot cat so or was he anting don't even start oh yeah here we're gonna go. <laughs> oh, fucking no. birds oh no <laughs> yeah, like, oh he killed a guinea fowl shit's fried that's what you're saying oh like 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 a guinea yeah we could have killed oh, those yeah. I, killed, eaters, I, I killed one of those they're yeah. fucking oh, yeah, everywhere shot one. dude all the mennonites around us have those oh yeah loaded up my I neighbor saw a has best fucking security system right there you yep. want them at the water fountain. Eric's shooting them off the water. Guinea hens and geese. That's the best uh, to have Security. around the I saw a guinea fowl uh, near a farm out here, just out of, south of New Windsor. I was driving with the family, and this was before I went to Africa, and I knew what they were. And I go, hold on. What the fuck was that? And I spin the car around, and it ran in some standing corn. I'm like, I don't know what I just saw, but it was not a native. Some wild bird. shit. Yeah, Dude, my so. neighbor had a shit ton of them. Invasive. Yeah. I ran over like two. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, they just be on the are, road for no reason. Are they invasive? Yeah, no, they're, they're they're like they're livestock. You know, I'm sure that if you let them go, it'd be like those peacocks. Like you ever seen a peacock roost with a wild turkey? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. No, I never have. I didn't know that yeah. was a yeah. Yeah. I've seen it a couple times. Bird, they ruin everything. Birds are fried, man. It's just shit. They're, just, I mean, they're so fucked. Thing. They're like, so interesting. They're so, they're so it's, it's so fried, <laughs> man. What do you mean? They're, yeah. What do you mean it's fried? The, like fried, fried chicken. Like, everything like, about it. Where did you come from? Yeah. That's a great point. Dude, you know, like, like <laughs> what? You know, if you look at natural selection or whatever, it's like, what favored that? <laughs> I know, all right. I get what you're saying. Now we're going down a fucking rabbit hole here. Yeah, these guys go like, oh, yeah, dude, like, they can't, you know, nest predation, all stuff. It's like, yeah, great, dude. But, you like, you know what? It's a dinosaur, man. It made it, like, 100 million yeah. years with all that. The motherfucker more. can like, fly. It outran T-Rex and Triceratops <laughs> and whatever. And the freaking meteor that put an end to all of it, you know? Like, come on. It's a velociraptor, man, is how I look at it. It's a bird. When that, when that yeah. thing, like, came into your decoy, look at how fried that thing was. Oh, dude, it's just freaking. He came to a dude, point. With caution, all the way till he saw the setup, and he's like, "I'm doing it." He made, made the decision, decision, and he's like, "I'm gonna do the fucking dinosaur walk, and I'm doing it." Smooth brain thought complex, <laughs> like problem solved or the way around it. Smooth brain. <laughs> they are. They do. They have Dude, like the most leaf. Like just no folds in the. Brain. I feel Those like I chase around velociraptors for a living. Dude. Oh, like dude. they're so fried. Well, yeah, that's why I've said like birds are fake, man. It's a government conspiracy. Oh we're, yeah, we're just birds gunning down real. robots. Yeah, let's drive around a seven three van. Birds aren't real. We'll just spray paint it on the side like that guy does. We'll have rallies and all the other government surveillance systems that are flying around like a drone. A seven three van. On. Dude, it's so fried that, like, when I'm not trying to run in a guide service, right, it's called Triple Toe Outfitters. <laughs> and I go, I'm like, I'm looking at Everybody a called it Camel Toe, all my yeah, buddies. That's like, dude, a, you know, like, a turkey's got four. And he's like, no, they don't. The the fourth one's a dew claw. <laughs> <laughs> that fucking dog? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, and so I was like, I was out banding some ducks with some biologists from the state, and they're like, he's got this guy's got this like plump Drake Mallard in his hand. I'm like looking at his feet while he's putting the band on, and I was like, hey, so you know how they have like web feet, right? You know, they got webbing between their toes. I'm like, what about that little back thing? What would you, what would like, what would you call that? He goes, he like looks at me and he like gives me that look. He's like, I guess you. I guess you'd call that a duke. Fuck yeah, man. Hell yeah, dude. That's awesome. Uh, I, would, I guess I would call, call it a duke call. I'd call it a duke call. Mm-hmm. Fried. Dude, they are fried. <laughs> you, know, fried. you know what um, who introduced the term cloaca to our podcast? You know who it was? Who? Chip City. <laughs> I believe it. Yeah, you yeah. Know, like you use a cloaca, you know, like a duck's got a nine-inch corkscrew penis. Bride. And they just, you know, like spirals up into the female. Is that real? Yeah. Yeah. No way. Look it up. Look up a duck's penis. Come on. A ruddy duck's got like a nine-inch corkscrew penis. Like that. Like some funny voice, but dude, yeah, come on. Birds, bro. Shit's fried. It's like when they go to do it, it's not like, you know how some guys are a grower and some guys are a shower, like, no, they do this. Like, some ducks are there and some ducks are just like an explosion. It's just like, okay, okay. Hey, this is all that popped up. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Damn. That, that brings me to another point. Like, you know, man shot turkeys out and then we had to bring them back, right? So, like, if you walked into a National Wildlife Refuge right now in the springtime and you had a hen mallard call, like, every Drake mallard is going to come fly. Like, they're going to land, hump your shoe. Like, it's crazy. If you have a pool in your backyard and run up, you know, just go out there and run your freaking buck guard or double reed, dude. They're going to come from everywhere and hit that pool. Okay. So, like, you go, you talk to these guys, and it's like, what they're starting to do is the right steps. Everybody's crying turkey poverty. Like, people ask us that all the time, and I we give our opinion on it, and nobody ever has anything, any rebuttal to it. Okay, like, the guys are out there managing for deer and stuff or putting in plant and stuff. They don't have any problems with turkeys like they have the turkeys they're there yeah you know it's not there's no turkey poverty you have this guy that goes out he's like dude i got no turkeys like the population's down or this is this or that and it's like dude if you go out there and do something for wildlife they're gonna be there all right and you're going in there and you're you know they those birds when you start to fall hunt like this is something i picked up filming rob Cock, right you go to these places in the winter and you start showing tail fans and a jake on the ground, and you have like 40, 50, 60 gobblers, jakes, and longbeards, hens, mixed flocks comes in. Like they're coming in, they're beating the crap out of those fans and that decoy and stuff because they're working all year. These flocks of turkeys are working all year to establish that breeding structure and that hierarchy that packing order in that flock that system is a very structured very long-term thing that's established right yeah and then open the day turkey season comes in the spring and you go in there and you just screw it all up ruin it for everybody <laughs> who the fuck is this guy you go in and ruin it for everybody right so they're starting to push seasons back so that those birds breed and take advantage of all that work that they did all winter yeah it's a very it's a you know it's fluid they move you know they 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 band together like these six jakes get together and they're like we're gonna go punch and they go over there and they beat up those two long beards and they try to get you know get some mating but they can't breed and stuff but you know like when those birds break up i don't know what the research says about it but i can tell you what 
we've noticed traveling around filming like when they break up in the spring like they never really truly leave earshot of each other and so like when one of those voices disappear me and rob went and hunted in nebraska right okay we called in like i don't know it had to be like 200 turkeys he shoots one that entire flock there was i mean there's there was turkey shit on the roof of the house this sick the little clump of cottonwoods that was there and the landowner's like i couldn't tell you the last time that they didn't roost right here well then he shoots one and they're 14 miles down the river bottom on somebody else's ranch the next day because like, one of them went missing hmm. one voice wow went, yeah you went in there and you took out homeboy you took out chapo dude and just mexico just came unglued you know and it's and that happens guys say you know first week of the season's good then it dies off they get discouraged and they go home well somebody shot one of those birds that broke up maybe it was on your property maybe it wasn't sometimes this happens to a lot further extent than others but those voices start to go silent because they have now they're all broken up and their jakes are running them around and the whole you know the whole fluidity of that system changes the status quo has been completely changed i don't care what bird gets removed the whole status quo changes and it takes that a little while sometimes it's instant sometimes it takes you know a couple two weeks before they really get back in the groove the new king is crowned and the breeding cycle goes on but those gobblers are breeding hens like all summer man sometimes you know depending on how many nests they lose and how much effort they're going to exert into into laying and stuff. I mean, we see we see poults getting hatched all the way out until like see August. Go- see gobblers breeding hens in yeah, full July, strip. August. Wow. With hens laying down yep. and the gobblers standing on them. Like, they're Ju- breeding. July, August? Yeah. Like, oh, I mean, yeah. That's I've got, bizarre. Like, August, I've seen it. Middle of August is the latest I've seen a gobbler breed a hen. But we pay, like, we stop and watch that and, like, take note of it. And, like, they're isolated instances, you can say, like, and there's not much research on it. But, like, that's why they're pushing these seasons back because they want those gobblers to, like, breed. Yeah. I can hold that that sperm in there and fertilize eggs with it for a while. I don't, you know, I'm I'm not an encyclopedia. I can't pull it off the top of my head. But, like, that's why they're they're doing that and i think that's a very good step in the right direction i mean you go down to alabama and stuff early season the first week of the season like i don't know if you guys have ever hunted down there but it's Never not happened. fun like the birds aren't going they're coming out of winter mode they're just starting to split up and that hierarchy is being enforced and like nobody's saying anything they hit the ground they gobble a couple times they shut up every once in a while they get one that wants to be a tv star but other than that it's not this like broken up you know they get into their mode in their area where they're breeding their hens close to where their hens are going to nest or whatever and they're just they kind of get you know it's like kids coming home for summer and then going back to college in the fall and get situated and stuff like you know they're not going to text you while they're driving to college they wait till they get there and they get situated and they say hey mom i made it right right so they start they start orienting in that that spring range but if you hit that gap right there like when they start breaking up or when they start reassembling in the fall you know you can have some serious problems talk about tight-lipped or hand up another joke you know oh man they're hand up they're pressured like you just have to understand look at the flock dynamic and have a you know feel it out Hmm. feel out what those birds are doing and sometimes it's because a couple of them get killed and that's like 
you go, oh man, they're tight-lipped or they're this or that, or you know, they're pressured. Well, it's just like your your perception of pressure is really just their whole mating system screwed up. They're trying to figure it out, man. You know. Yeah, it's all interesting stuff. Like it's Very all it's all deeper stuff. Yeah, I never thought it like that way. The yeah. pecking order. Mm-hmm. Getting messed up. It's like have you guys ever heard the old man tall tale? If there's one long beard and one wood block, and you go in there and shoot them on opening day, that there'll be another long beard in there in about a week to ten days. Have you ever heard that? No. Uh, Doug, you'd be the guy to look to for that one. You're the turkey. That guy was here. an old time saying up around the Northeast and New England for years, and that goes back to that whole thing of that pecking order. Yeah. And I've seen that before to where you kill a longbeard and then there's no adult gobbler in there for a week, 10, 15 days, and all of a sudden there's another one there breeding those hens that the one was that got shot. Mm, Yeah, that makes sense. So that completely changed that whole circulation of that pecking order, and now there's a new gobbler from who knows where that moved in there to breed all those hens. How do you know to move in there? How do you know that? Sound? Something? I don't know, man. Well, you get you put a they really chased good mic out there, man, and you can watch stuff like you can watch that thing sit, stand there on the limb and look around, spooked. And if you turn that gain all the way up and like you hear crackling, nasty gain noise and stuff, I'm like in that very distant background here. You see that thing just. Mm. Dude, the audio that we learn out of filming is unbelievable. Like you'll literally be sitting there watching a turkey gobble in the tree. And you can see him perk up. You can't hear another bird for miles on a dead day. He's listening to those other birds off in way the distance. Out. Way the hell out. He knows what's going on, yeah. but we don't. Yeah. Right. Well, we, we did uh, the Turkey OG series this uh, spring, uh, Mark and I, and we talked with uh, Ernie Calandrelli. Mm-hmm. We were talking about like doing call like you know he's a New York guy Quaker boy mm-hmm. man yeah yeah you know, he's a, he's a real OG, OG you know yep. real OG he was talking like um, just how a turkey when you call you might not you might think like oh just because he didn't gobble to you doesn't mean he didn't hear you he, no, knows. he knows exactly where the fuck it, like the exact square foot that you're in but how can he do that it's crazy because it's fried how that's he, why it's super fried, <laughs> fried. he's so fried you ready for another brain melter yeah oh okay, yeah so smooth you know the, a smooth the brain snood? melter you got yeah, any more brain busters brain melter yes right? so you have the snood what what does a snood do it's that right? floppy thing that um it's a nut sack the on top of their nose yeah it gets really long Long and short. You know, I don't know what it does. I know what it means. I know what it means. means. Yeah, don't sound Leroy. Uh, (laughs) So, like, you can see that structure appearing in many other animals. Like, I have a degree in evolution. So, like, you can look at convergent evolution. You can see other structures across many other organisms in our world that have a similar structure to that, right? Yes. So, how how do we track things, right? As humans, we have technology that does it for us, right? Like, how we track storms, pinpoint things. We use a triangulation method in one form, fashion, or the other, right? You call into 911. You don't have to tell them where you are. They triangulate using cell towers. You got a storm rolling in. They triangulate it with the Doppler system. So rope, it's got two little hairy ear holes and his little dinosaur head, <laughs> right? <laughs> and, I know what it means. Um, so, Don't send Leroy. Yeah. So like, you can't really pinpoint like a deer. Like you look at a deer, right? 
That thing's so clueless. Like, you grunt, he comes over, and he's, like, looking around, peeing on himself. Like, he's just, like, looking around. Dude. Like, he's got no idea where it came from. But if you, like, if a turkey, think about that. Like, you see a, you see a deer standing 100 yards away in the rut, and you go, burr, 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 right? He looks, like, in that general direction. He comes over, and he could, like, spend 20 minutes walking around in there, smell your ground scent, and you smell like hardies and all kinds of crap. Bushlight. Yeah, but if a turkey was standing out there, like, that thing would pick you off in the tree so fast once he got over there because he knows exactly what tree it came from. There has to be a third input parameter, right? Mm -hmm. And the snood is adipose tissue. It runs right up into their forehead, like, right into their brain. Like it's got antenna. all these little hairs on it, right? And he's, like, sensing all that vibration. That's, like, a super... I mean, dude, some of them are super hairy. Like, super, like, overly hairy. It's too much. You trim yeah. it up. Yeah, it's like they, too much. They yeah, like man. rub Rogaine on it with their dew cloth. Yeah. So... <laughs> they call it the Ross Bigger. Yeah, that's, yeah. like... I think that that's honestly, like, the third input parameter they're getting some micro information through that especially when they come in i mean i'm sure that it is for sexual selection but it gets really long when they're coming in to beat up another bird like they're not trying to look good for the jake decoy but what they're super worried about and if you watch we learned this from filming too when you watch multiple birds come into the decoys one of them is always like designated to check the legs of the decoy. Always staring at the spurs. Like head down. Oh, really? Head down. Yes. Head down, moving his eyeball around, looking right down there yeah. at those legs. Can replay it a thousand times on film. And that's why they put those legs on there with the little spurs because they wanted to give that bird that extra little like visual cue that there's something there, you know? Just they buy it even a little bit more. And there's, there's hold on, I'm going to go somewhere else yeah. with this. Yeah. So that snood on that bird or whatever bird's coming in to beat up the decoy, you know how they usually get long? They're like flying around and stuff. It gets long because although the wings and other parts of that bird are very like dangerous to the turkey that's entering that fight, those spurs are potentially the life ender. Right? Like, look at fighting chickens and stuff. That's, like, their major threat. They get mm -hmm. hit with wings and stuff like that, but that spur is super dangerous. So that snood is getting down, and it's, like, close, and it's detecting where that strike might possibly come from. It's like a cockroach. You know how those little, you know, Ten feelers, yeah, whatever yeah, they are. You can't smash them with a newspaper to save your life. Like, it's kind of <laughs> like the same idea but applied to a turkey. And, I, you know, everybody, I've talked to some biologists, you know, filming NWTF stuff here and there, and I, like, I run that by them, and they just, like, one of them almost fell out of the truck. He's like, dude, you thought way too hard about that. And I'm like, well, it's just, it's not, it's too simple to say, oh, yeah, you can talk to anybody, oh, it's just sexual selection, they gloss over it. It's like. Dude, it makes perfect sense. It does. Who, who, who could possibly look at that and think of love? I mean, dude, the thing about flying. it is like this makes it way more complicated. But this is a shout out to Fred Zink and Avian X for their awesome decoy. Yeah. I've been telling him for years that I would love him to make me some prototype to where it's clicked together spurs on that decoy just for filming purposes from nub spurs all the way up to two inch daggers. And I want to see if there's different reactions when that two year old bird comes down 
and sticks his head down there and sees two-inch spurs, what is his reaction versus those little uh, nub spurs that he looks at when he comes in and he beats the ever-loving shit out of that decoy? Will he react the same, or will he spook and run like a little girl? That's what I really wonder. Wow, put put them goddamn daggers on there. Yeah, man. Like, yeah, Give me some of those. those. Yeah, dude, that's really interesting stuff. It's wild, man. It's why I say it's fried. All of it is fried, no matter how you look <laughs> at it. You're you're hunting a dinosaur that is doing shit that nobody even knows well, the complications of. It's it. almost like, of course, there's deeper, like well, maybe not deeper thought, deeper uh, instincts, instincts, deeper. It's yeah. just survival, dude. Really, it's just some deeper natural shit that nobody talks about or nobody thinks about you at don't even all. Like- it's probably people shit that people don't even know about. No. Yeah. Nobody talks about anything like that. I've never heard anybody talk about that. It's wild, man. Heard. I really wonder. Have you guys done a lot of podcasts? No. No. How many podcasts have you done before this? Zero. Zero? I've done like Zero, one man. or two like local ones, you know, and help some friends on. Why? Do you like the in-depth? Well, dude, dude, I love I it. Do, I do. I do love this because I think it's like, it's a different level. You know, I've talked a lot Fried of turkey stuff, brain. you know, but like... Uh, you know, I do the Turkey OG series, and I'm, I'm fortunate enough that like Mark helps set that up with mm-hmm. these OG guys. I don't know these OG guys. Right. I'm, not, I'm not a Turkey OG. I don't claim to like. Well, he's he, like the triple OG dude. Like those guys are on there. They're like the tri- they're OG OG. Yeah, they're, OG, they're triple dude. generation OGs. You know, yeah. but like I can't. It's almost to a point where Mark can tap into these. I you know I tap into more of like the nostalgia of like the old times of like. The camaraderie, the turkey calling, the competitions, how so-and-so met. Like, Mm -hmm. I find that interesting because I don't have the knowledge or even the know-how to ask the questions of, like, the shit you guys know. Right. Without sounding stupid. Without, well... Or think about. Or to even think about. Like, I don't know how to ask Rob Keck if he thinks spurs on decoys or legs on decoys matters or not. Like... That has never crossed my path of well, it's, it's not, experience. It's not like a general interest subject. Like I listened to everything that he said, and he just kind of like I mean, he grazed the very absolute surface, and he is a super smart guy. I mean, and he's been there, and like you find these things, like you, they do all this research, right? They figure out all these things about these turkeys, right? And they go like, well, how are we gonna fix it? Well, they. They tried to do a lot of really complicated stuff to bring them back, and they found a really simple solution. But you have to know a lot of stuff about the bird and a lot of the history and a lot of things that worked that didn't work. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's that. You know, Rob could sit here and go on for days. I'm sure. Oh yeah. But we're just trying to bring a different perspective, and you got like the Joe Rogan alien version of like talking about turkeys like just some st- off the wall <laughs> stuff that somebody's going to listen to and go wow and i'm just a and firm that's the believer shit you guys man. are talking about right now because i'm like this is alien shit that you're talking about I I love love yeah. it. I this is it on a, this is on a different planet man all of this shit but it's really what we think when we're yeah. watching this over and over and over and over every state we go to all these different places we see the same well, you, you guys are thing. M- mentally and you know on video collecting data yes it's eventually you guys are going to see a certain pattern and things are going to make you ask questions but you guys are you guys are filming and taking in mentally um more turkey just interaction than than the average person ever will 
more you know more than most people. I just want to know absolutely everything about that particular bird to a T that I can before I die. Yeah, they make me wonder that much. And when it comes to my mind, it's like everybody wants to know everything about deer that are deer hunters. Yeah. Why don't turkey hunters want to know everything about turkeys? Because that's how my mind rolls. It's like, dude, I want to know. What the hell is really going on? You mean to tell me that you can go and you can find like Osama bin Laden in a cave with a predator drone, right? But you can't fly that over a state and count the turkeys in the winter when all the leaves are off with the thermal <laughs> camera and get a actual population, not an estimate, so you know whether the population's up or down. Those are the types of questions that people need to ask. Be a, be an educated consumer, right? Hunting is a business in a lot of senses. So, like, even the, from the state game agency level, it's like, well, if you don't know what your inventory is then how are you going to manage it? And how can we get a grip on that? Yeah. That's the stuff, like, you know, we need to be, we need to ask those questions. Somebody has to ask them, man. You know why? Birds freak people out. Mm -hmm. They're dinosaurs. They're spooky. Spooky. Smooth brain. Dude, it's like, it's like in New York. (laughs) It's like in New York, dude. So you have to shoot a turkey and you have to call the tag in in seven days. All right. You have a week to call it in. You have a week to call it in. Wow. No check station, no nothing. So, okay, we call in all of our birds, obviously, all the thing, you know, follow it to a T. What do the state people, the DEC, say to us? Well, this is what we have for information. Slap it on the table. We had 9,300 tags called in during this spring season. So we came up. We came up mathematically that 32,391 were shot in the spring season of New York here. Come on, how the hell do you get that number? And then you're saying that there's not as many birds. You don't even know how many birds are there in the first place, and you don't know how many birds were shot because only 9,300 were called in. How do you come up with a mathematical equation for a dinosaur? The population estimate's been 240,000 since I was, like, six. It hasn't changed. Not even by one. (laughs) Not even by one. I think the things that really happen in the timber with birds and the actual human perception is so far away from the truth that it's just off the chart. Mm -hmm. We don't know shit when it comes to it. And that's what I want to know. I want to know. Give me some answers. Somebody do some really good research. Like, give me something yeah. other than we have estimated this and estimated that. Other well, than we est- have turkeys here? Your estimated <laughs> equations no. are nothing are to do with real? what's really going on out there. Right. Yeah. I like, too deep. Maybe that's the car- <laughs> cartel's new front. Come well, on, that's, man. That's part of the reason why we're doing this, man, is because, like, at the end of the day, it's I sit there behind the camera and I drive around the country and I think about this stuff as an educated watcher because I have the degree and people taught me how to look at stuff and, you know, dissect it and questions and hypotheses and all just analyze it, right, on a super deep level. And you go, man, nobody's asking the right questions. Right. Like, fundamentalize it and then work from there. Mm-hmm. Nobody has the basic building blocks or just treating symptoms of a systematic problem. If you're going to cry turkey poverty and you're going to say it's in decline, prove it. There's no proof anywhere. All there is is an estimate. 
which is a best guess, mm -hmm. which is fine, but we can count the mallard population, count the turkey population, count them, fly a drone around and count them. Yeah. There's software out there that can do that. They're pretty close, I'm sure. But, like, until they really know, you know, we had 200,000 turkeys in the state last year, and now we got 30,000, then what are we really doing? Yeah. Well, I mean, shit, we've learned that firsthand, really, with, like, drone deer recovery. The shit you can see with some of them craziest yeah. drones. Like, you can find deer, but you can't count the turkeys. Like, come on. Oh, you for sure yeah, can. Well, he's oh, finding easy. sheds the you other day. fly at night when they're roosting from 200 no, feet up and Fools. get their thermals and count it all. He found That's what we're doing, dude. We're, with this, we're pushing to get to the point of where, like, somebody will listen to questions that need to be asked. Yeah. From somebody that's asking them. Mm -hmm. And, like... Why isn't there an answer? Yeah. It, it's crazy when you guys bring it down that way. It's, Give uh, us answers. <laughs> or are paying for them every year. And it's not just... We're not saying, oh, do this, do that. We're saying, what do we do? Yeah, how do what, we make it better? Like, we're willing yeah. to do whatever we got to do. What is it that we need to do? See, Illinois does the, when you call a deer in... How many turkeys have you seen during this? And, yeah, and maybe how many bobcats? Yeah, uh, how many what wild is the hogs have you seen? from the ear to the yeah. tear dog? And how I don't many know times if that's, did you poop in the woods? I guess that's better than not asking. Yes. Yeah. Like, it is. When I answer the questions, I'm as truthful as I really can be. Yep. yep. You know, now I don't know where that data goes, if it actually goes anywhere, but it's going somewhere. It's just maybe. a difficult thing, man. Like, New York, they'll send some hunters. They'll send them a sheet of paper, and it'll have every date right on there in a line with a bunch of animals on it of the entire bow I season. I do that every year for I Iowa fill that thing out to a T, man. Same They've here. sent it like three times. I take pride in that, actually. But you they know what? Every year. I'm hunting like at least five days a week, maybe seven. How many of those guys that are getting that sheet actually hunt more than two or three times a yeah. damn season. I'd say the majority of them don't hunt once a week during the no. season. Like, they might hunt Saturday seven times a whole entire a whole season. season. Yeah, not yeah. a week. And, yeah, that information's going to help, but the guys that are out there every day are the best ones to be asking all of that and yeah. to be sending that to. How do you find that out? Yeah, ask the people that live there. Don't ask me or ask somebody like... I mean, you, all these high-profile guys, they got all these answers for everything, and they're they are getting it from reliable sources, people that they trust, and they're filtering those answers of, you know, the turkeys up or down in the state, whatever, you know. They're filtering it through, and they're giving you the Reader's Digest version, but, like, you really have to get in deep down with the people that live there, the guides, the farmers, and the NWTF, Turkeys for Tomorrow, organizations like that that are great, that are out there, they're out there for good reasons. They have genuinely pure intentions, right? But they're, they can't do anything unless the state game agency asks them to help. And right. in a lot of cases, the state game agency says, well, the reason for hunting, you know, they're like two rams butting heads on the, you know, the crest of the Rocky Mountains, right? And the game agency's like, well, the reason for hunting is to manage population and the conservation organizations like well you know we want hunting is conservation we want to bring more money into the system but the game agencies like you know you guys are just trying to create a problem so that you can solve it and and it just goes in that circle so it's like how do how do we as the hunter as the individual landowner manager steward how do we change that mm-hmm hmm.
do we introduce it to people in the hunter education system that you can go out and you can manage habitat on your own? Do you ex- do you expose that to them there? Yeah. You know? At a minimal. Yeah, why not? At a minimal. Oh, you're a licensed hunter? We'll send you a 10-pound bag of clover that you can plant somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Do yeah, something you're, you're helpful. Now, you're now a part of this program. Yeah. Right. You want to kill turkeys, you want to kill game, help the wildlife, man. Yeah. Plant a clover plot. Look around, scout, you know, fill out your surveys, whatever you can do. Just help out somehow so we can find the answer to some of these questions that everybody has. Yeah, for sure. I love that you guys are so passionant about this. It's, it's yeah, so guys, deep. One, it's, one, it's, it's deep, awesome. man. It's deep. The, one of the last, like, main questions I want to talk to you guys quick. And Yeah, we've been ripping really and, long, man. I love it. I love it. Yeah, we, we're, haul, we're hauling on this. Oh, yeah. Which is good. It. This is, like, what we do here at WCB. It's yeah, fun. man. Like, I don't know many other podcasts in the hunting game where you can just, like, just rip it off. Tirade, you know? rip it. Um, there's a uh, there's a lot of weird controversy, like especially in turkey hunting nowadays with the internet. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and I don't know if you call them the purists mm-hmm. of like if you're not doing it this way, you're using decoys, you're doing this. Like it, it's almost to me because I don't I don't really feel like I'm in that. Debate like, but we'll have like Waddell on a lot. Waddell yep. is the opposite of what those guys want to see being done. Waddell is just like, I got a tag, I'm filling it. Fuck you, basically. True that. And then there's the guys that are like, fuck you, you're doing this, you're doing like this isn't you the way do we it do it. Way. The decoys for duck season. Yeah, like shit like that. Like, do you guys get much grief on that with like, especially with like your marketing and kind of like your aggressive style? Because I don't see you guys getting it. Online, do you feel much of it? Do you get shit from anybody online about how you do it or your branding or anything like that? No, man. Sometimes people troll us once in a while, but like they're like they're trying to play into it. Some of them, some of them are just genuinely they didn't look into it. They just gave you an off the cuff response. Like I'm sure that when you guys put this out, there might be a little bit of an off the cuff. Somebody doesn't watch it and listen and learn. They just they just spew it, and that's like you know what, man. Then. Obviously, you're part of the problem, not part of the solution. Yeah, you know, don't but we had to we had to make a scene for somebody to listen, like literally. But when you go over there and you watch the footage, you watch all that stuff that's on our YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, and you run one of our calls and you see the quality that's in there, and you listen to what we're saying, you realize, hey man, like these guys really think about it. They love it. They're passionate about it. They're yeah. all about it. They're here. They care. You know, they sure. show up every day. Hey, in the and they're woods. not going anywhere. I mean, yeah, just man. listen to this podcast. You'll, you'll know what you guys are talking yeah, about. Yeah, like the way I see it is, is haters is part of all of it. You got to have them You're, a little yeah. bit. You got to have them. Yeah. They got to be there. They, keep, they help keep around, the ball rolling right? for you to want to go more. Yeah. So I expect it. But like, no, we smash sure. it for notifications so you can bad talk us on the next one. You just help those analytics, baby. But the, the surprising part about it is we really don't get a lot of that hater crap. We really don't. It's just it, it's Probably not there scary. that much. <laughs> it's not <laughs> there. <laughs> Come get it. Come get it. Nice, <laughs> yeah. nice IP address. <laughs> you got to own it too. No you one's scared of Doug. Yeah, Fred used to tell me the they most the most successful people in life are committed. 
and we're 100 percent committed oh yeah yeah hey you can tell that you can tell that for sure that's the thing about a dude with bad tattoos he's committed (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) he ain't getting too close to that guy when he said he's gonna bite you he's probably gonna bite you (laughs) so i only got i only got two other little things there and then you can do what you got to do my question is on the logo i love it Thank but, you. but why isn't there a long spurred turkey leg with a microphone on the top of it to the left of that antler, man? It'd be badass. See, Come on. I, I'm with you, man. I'm with you, man. Uh, the the pure answer is like deer is always Barricades my first turkey. passion. Deer's your thing. A deer deer is my thing, and uh, deer's all of our thing. Simplicity, but like a sub logo, just like up there. Yeah, like it a looks seasonal, cool, man. A seasonal, branch. like a seasonal yeah. attachment. We could like, that'd be thug, man. Like man. that turkey leg up there on a Magnet. fluorescent sign with a microphone on the top of it come on i'm not mad at, Ooh, i'm not mad at it like tip tip the spur or, or the the foot towards the antler the two that keep way. going keep, keep going, going keep, keep going, going keep going right there yeah the spurs the mic if you don't do it for you do it for me man all right i see i see yeah. what you're saying and the other thing is i wanted to toes I wanted to give a shout out to Keith Eggersy because I know you're listening. You listen to every one of these podcasts, so oh, you know who Keith. it is. You know oh, who it is, what's up, Keith. Keith. Keith's our boy. Yeah, man. Fanboys. Pulteney, New York. Thirsty fanboys. That's awesome. Yeah, oh yeah. Milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. Ah, uh, <laughs> goddamn. That's right. awesome. Well, I, I do want to say thank you guys so much for yeah. making the long drive out here from New York. Thanks for having uh, us, dude. I totally, love, man. I love what you guys are doing. I love you guys even more yeah. after this great and really fun entertaining cool, and educational man. conversation i'm a lifetime supporter of what you guys do 100%. so thank you for being thank real and just being original and i think that is getting more and more and more lost in this game the further time goes and i think guys that are doing it original need to stick with other guys that are doing it original to uh basically just amplify what's going on right now between uh like what you guys are doing and what we're doing so I appreciate the living fuck out Thanks, of Thanks, man. So it was awesome. Yeah, we appreciate it. it we fun. came here and we told everybody that our goal was to not get invited back and just lay it all out on the line. I think we did a really good job. Oh, of yeah. We're, just, we're just glad that you guys just <laughs> t- took it all in and just loved it, man. I mean, that's, well, the thing is, like, if, if you came in here with the, the, the mindset of not getting invited back and just laid down fun and information on us in a good way, mm-hmm. you're getting invited back. So I think this is, like, the the start to, like... Just don't leave your spitter on the table. Yeah, that's oh, I already rule. know that's a rule from Brennan <laughs> Nading from the Breaking Point. Oh, yeah. Shout out to you, brother. Did he tell you that? <laughs> no, I watched it, and oh, it's okay. like, that's a rule, man. No spitter on the table. It <laughs> is. We just, we just sent them a whole pile of calls, to their Good day. dudes, man. Good dudes, yeah. yeah. Did Real you send them a ski mask? Uh, no, we didn't. <laughs> How much do you have to order to get a ski mask in your order? Um, You know. We've been talking about that, request. actually. Yeah. Oh yeah, we didn't we didn't want to like get tied into like violent crimes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we got to yeah. find one that's in like woodland uh, army camo, oh, and that would be see. OG. Oh, yeah. yeah, that would rip it. Yeah, well, I love it. Um, any plugs? Where can people find you guys if they want to order? Find you on socials, all that shit. Cartel Custom Calls on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, at Cartel Custom Calls. Man, go over there, subscribe, and we're giving away stuff when we hit 10,000 TikTok followers, 1,000 YouTube subs. We're well on our way. There's plenty of great content over there, Facebook and Instagram, on the 
daily. Go over there, buy our calls, send us some photos with some dead turkeys. But, you know, when we hit milestones on all those social platforms, we give a ton of stuff away. We got a Hasbro, what is it, how do you even say it? The Gold Bears, the Gummy Bear piggy bank the haribo gold bears haribo gold bears yeah. <laughs> when we got yeah. what's your what's your what's your next milestone that you're trying to hit uh so a thousand youtube subs ten thousand tiktok followers uh i think we're trying to get to five thousand uh five thousand instagram and ten thousand on facebook okay so each one of those milestones and tiktok's gonna hit it first TikTok's crushing it. So TikTok's whatever next one that hits it. it, we'll throw in a swag pack too. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. Right, yeah, man. Fun. Hopefully this podcast helps. Yeah, we got yeah. you. So we're gonna yeah when we hit ten thousand TikTok followers, that's gonna be the first one up. I mean, we're gonna give away a whole bunch of stuff. We're Sweet. gonna give away pot calls. We're gonna do the random lotto. We'll, th- we'll throw in some shit too. Badass. Yeah. Cool. We'll do it. Cool. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Or not Facebook, TikTok live. Sorry. We'll do it. Platform. Live wherever it happens, pretty much. Yep. Cool. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, I appreciate it, guys. It was a, this is a ton of fun. A um, thanks, thanks for bringing guys. all the goodies. Yeah, we man. appreciate that. Um, we'll give. I mean, I'm, there's plenty here. We'll give some of the people that come in to get some exposure that come into our studio and all that. So thanks for yeah, sparking man. my interest in uh, turkeys. Yeah, man. You got to get after it. I know. It sounds good, Doug. You got anything to add? You've been looking like his. Uh, mentally handicapped sidekick this entire show <laughs> nah, so. thanks for coming thanks for the ski mask yeah, man. i'm gonna use these calls tomorrow morning totally blew it out but it's good it, i mean i have to hit it kind of fits i think up. after yeah i think after oh, like, a while I mean, it kind of fits me for yeah. an all-day ground mindset late season dude you got a couple you got a couple of stragglers going i can eat there. a sandwich oh yeah <laughs> yeah with mayonnaise i just it. never take this off dude with you know you know what's the funnest thing about this whole podcast I didn't feel awkward at all talking to either one of you dressed out of your dress. <laughs> like, like I didn't once, I didn't once feel uncomfortable talking into this this the silence contractor. Yeah, yeah. the brand right here. Yeah. I'm talking to the brand. I'm just like, yes, yeah, the, the brand, pretty, man. That's mm-hmm. a good thing, man. Yeah, I want to be like Barney. I want you to feel safe in your home. Like, <laughs> safe. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I feel safe. Tickle me, yeah. Elmo. <laughs> yeah. Don't tickle me. Oh, it's, it's great. Yeah, don't, don't touch me. Yeah. yeah, don't touch me. All right, let's get out of here. All right. Thanks, Thanks everybody, boys. for listening. Hope you had fun on this. You know what to do. Go shoot your bow. See you next week. Peace. <laughs>